You look like a fucking Dairy Queen soft cone. <laughs> what? Soft serve cone. No. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. That was lame. You're lame. You're lame. Fuck off. I love you. Ew. I'm coming in hot tonight. Look at oh, us matching shit. sweaters for a company I don't even fucking work for anymore. <laughs> Fuck well, this company. That's why we don't do video. Challenge fandom podcast. Patch. Yeah, patch. <laughs> yeah, Stick it right there. Wearing the fucking sweater. The, so, of it's the a company. nice sweater, though. It is. It's They're a car, car heart. heart. Yeah, so, so there's that. Jinx. What's up, Tony? Not much. Did you know that horses get farted on more than any other animal? What? I disagree what? with that it. because Karina. What? <laughs> I fart on you all the time. Oh, I thought you were trying to say like that I fart on no. you. I was like, excuse me? No. Excuse me? That's what you say yeah. after you fart on them. Yeah. Okay. But what's the joke? Why do horses get farted on more than any other creature? Because people sit on them. That's it's not a joke. It's a fact. Yeah, but the time spent <laughs> sitting on a horse compared to sitting on another person. You're bouncing. Uh, you can be for the other one too just saying <laughs> <laughs> the silence speaks volumes thank god for someone else coming in Tony's so disappointed in me right now we are not I mind Josh to save the day yeah What's up? oh we just had a very awkward moment <laughs> Hopefully we didn't it yeah that shit doesn't okay. bother me you can ask Josh. I say whatever comes to my head, even in person. That shit does not. I've been on the podcast for a year. I'm fully aware. Yeah, this isn't just an act for the podcast. This is real life for me, okay? <laughs> Every day. Oh, God. Fuck. I just fucking had a, like, a total speech with Tatum about that today, too. About not saying everything that comes into your head. No, no that's not how life works. Yeah. You say shit. This is responsible Rick does. <laughs> and then says you're going to have to edit this out. <laughs> I learned it from listening to you, Dad. <laughs> right? <laughs> Look, I know when to not say certain things that are in my head, though, as well. <laughs> so let's just be honest about that. I'm still alive. <laughs> I have never once said something out of line to Karina <laughs> in like the last 48 hours. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was waiting for the rest of the sentence. Yeah, it was it was a it was an elongated pause there. So um, how are you guys doing? How was your week? I don't really have much to talk about because I sat at home all week. <laughs> OK, I watched, I watched X-Men. Yeah, you, you did. Which you one? rewatched all of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> so like the movies. Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do the cartoon again. The whole thing that would be, that's that's too much. I can only do like an hour of that. At but time. that's a better version of Days of Future Past. It is. That is true. Mm. I was trying to figure out like how you can watch it without the most amount of like you know plot holes, but there's no way of doing it. I got to watch. I got to watch uh, my shoulder on an ultrasound and get a shot injected. Ooh, that's awesome. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, so my shoulder's a little, little tight right now, but it's working it out. Is that why we're getting the, the gun show? Yeah. Did you get permits <laughs> for those motherfuckers? <laughs> you got your CCW to carry those around? Maybe. That's the only... All right, Josh, maybe it's a computer, but maybe it's just me, and that's one of the reasons I hate buying red shirts is because after about the 10th wash, those fuckers turn pink. That's his pink uh, Challenge fandom shirt. Yeah. Was that the color it came in originally? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I thought it was like red like Tony's hat originally. No. No, it was pink like Josh's shirt. 
Hey Corey, welcome back after your sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. We've just been rotating special guests in. Well, yeah. I mean, I gotta make a room, you know. Well, you know, I'm I'm surprised that you missed the Cinco one because it would have been Saints Fans United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was bummed. I don't know if you heard, but he said you're his favorite. I mean, I'm a lot of people's favorite, so <laughs> so far Cinco's. <laughs> Hold your applause. Need to take another poll? Well, I was actually, so I was going to put a poll up. Tony and I were talking about it the other day. I was going to put a poll of like, who's your favorite host? Like, you know, no harsh feelings. We're all expecting to lose. So just vote for your favorite host, like whatever. But the polls only let me put up four fucking options. And I'm like, oh, I can't put us all up on one screen. I'd have to break it up and all this stuff. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to tell everybody on Instagram if your favorite host isn't on this slide, don't vote on this slide. They'll be on the next slide. But what are they going to do? They're going to end up voting on both slides. So then yeah. the, it, the numbers get fucked up. And at that point, it doesn't fucking matter well, anyway. You just got to make Karina and Rick a tandem. Oh, see, anyone uh, that gets paired with Karina is going to win. That's no, uh, so that's not Josh true. Josh and Karina, then Rick. <laughs> 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 fucking Corey I'm and Cinco. I'm <laughs> <high teams. laughs> oh my god. Me and Tony are already prepared to lose. Just whatever. One of you two would win. I swear to God, no, one of you two would win. No, I'm yeah. an asshole. Just put t- everybody t- on their own slide. But they'll, st- yeah, I guess, yeah. Because if everybody's on their own slide, then they're not going to be like, I'm going to vote for this person on this slide and then this person on this slide. You'd be surprised. Just so that, yeah. <laughs> but that's because we're all lovable. Heart react to your favorite one only and then still get messed up. Yeah. yeah. No, what you should do is put the photo up and say, is this your favorite? Yes or no. <laughs> and then oh. that way. Ooh. Look, this fucking you know head. That's smart. This head isn't that big just for hats, okay? There's, there's some shit floating around in there. All right. You got any room in there for you, Karina? What? What? Huh? For his huh? ego. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. It wasn't my turn to use the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think if you put my picture up there, they're going to Conor McGregor and be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to use the animated ones. Yeah. 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 We can't no, use I'll our use real faces. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to scare them. Yeah. I don't want to be at a disadvantage from jump. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not do that. Who's this Fred Durst looking motherfucker? Yeah. I'm going to fucking wear what I wore when Tori came on. Oh my God. The turtleneck and blazer. It's not even a blazer. It's a fucking three quarter zip that I just put on backwards. It was a blazer. It wasn't a turtleneck. Oh, yeah. Well, improvise, adapt, overcome. What? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Oh, well, Uh, whatever. Something. Look, we're not perfect here. Far, 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 far from perfect. Not that far. You know who had a fucking damn near perfect season? The people we're going to talk about tonight. Fuck. And I'm really fucking I'm stoked so about it. I'm so fucking hyped tonight. Are you guys fucking hyped or what? Because, yep. oh my God. What? It's fantastic. It's, oh. excuse the blasphemy. It's like if Jesus and fucking like Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Ray, is that the singer? Am I right? Uh, do you, Let's give him something to think about. Right. Say that again. It's like you're mixing up the stepbrother storyline here. 
I'm so I, confused I am. right you now. You know what? Let's just stop. This isn't going to go anywhere good now. We're <laughs> already too far down the road. Stats and info is yeah, confused. I was hoping stats and info was going to save me, but there was no saving Your hive that. mind is confused. Dude, I'm telling you. You're talking about the song Will Ferrell was singing when he said your voice is like a mix of Fergie and Jesus. And you Yeah, just... but you can't say that anymore after the national anthem. <laughs> That's an insult. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, nobody the wants... Worst. Like, you're, you sing like Fergie. Fuck, man, that's rough. No. <laughs> yeah. Some great memes came from that, though. This will shock no one. Where did she sing the national anthem? NBA All-Star Game. Toronto? I don't know who it was, but they had, like, all the guys. It was really bad. I mean, like, all the guys were on the sideline, like, trying not to laugh, and they had memes saying... When your teacher says the next one to laugh, I'm calling your parents. And it's just pictures of all them. <laughs> whenever, whenever our teacher said that, there were three people in my class, I was one of them, would just immediately stare at our desk and try not to make eye contact with the other two. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, mine was always, <clears throat> yeah. you know, making that weird grunting sound, trying to hold the laugh in. <laughs> I got kicked out. And then because one of my teachers put a chair in the hallway, and said it was the chair of shame and that people would walk by and mock us and then I laughed and then I got sent out in the hall and then 30 seconds later I had to come back in because the one of the other three got sent out in the hall and there was only <laughs> one chair of shame. That's fucking funny. Yeah, and once you put two chairs of shame out there, it's just a little yeah, kickback. It's just a gathering at that <laughs> point. It's like a love seat of shame. Yeah. And he has someone to talk to on the hallway. You get the third one out there, you got the couch of shame. And to it's me, true. that sounds like a good place to have snacks and watch a game. Right. Yeah. Or maybe watch people walk by the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah facts. Was it, was it, is it just schools here in Nevada that all had like, ocean fucking painting somewhere <laughs> in the fucking school like but every school i went to here in nevada they had that yeah which is weird because we don't have an ocean maybe that's why they ocean. did it yeah you know it was it was lake mead it was a painting lake mead. <laughs> <laughs> with a fucking blue whale in there <laughs> fucking orca like the ecosystem on those paintings was fucked like there was just it was a gathering of prey and hunters all together. Oh my god! Anyway, we didn't we didn't have those paintings because then you get confused whenever it floods. You didn't know where it started <laughs> and where it stopped. That is facts. That is facts. <laughs> Dude, that's the one thing I miss. Uh, well, not the one oh, thing, but floods. No, living in the south was getting uh, po' boy sandwiches because you can get them anywhere, but they're just not the same. Yeah, they're not. That's the one thing I try to tell people is like in Louisiana, you can go to a gas station and get delicious food mm -hmm. like at the restaurant. Like it's no problem. And it's just not a thing here. And it's very upsetting. We have a few exceptions to that rule. Like if somebody wants like the best like sub sandwich, you go to this place called Deli Town mm -hmm. and it's inside a gas oh station. My God. Relatively close to to not the best neighborhood. My whole mouth just salivated. And then there's another place called Albita's, which is right next to the oh airport in like a building where you would expect to like, I don't know, talk with a travel agent. But there's or like just, a little auto body shop or yeah, something like that. It's like an alley. Yeah, it but looks like just, a little alley. Like it's so weird. A little Mexican spot and they make riddle tacos and it's the oh best fucking God. shit ever. Is that what we had? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Do y'all have Mavericks out that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got Mavericks. Maver for gas station burritos, Mavericks goes pretty hard. Look, if I want to guarantee myself a stomachache and diarrhea, I go to 7-Eleven and get their fucking little <laughs> Monterey Jack taquitos. <laughs> taquitos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it's good for about 35 minutes until you get indigestion <laughs> and the fucking bubble guts. <laughs> Don't do that on a road I, trip. I out 7-Eleven. So bad. <laughs> I hate 7-Eleven with a passion. Uh, oh yeah, God. I'm not a big fan of them, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I don't do. even know how they're like still a thing. Like, I don't know anyone that's ever like 7 Eleven is the spot, my guy. <laughs> Look, because I don't think the last ditch effort. They're when you cannot find anything else. Are there any raving fans about convenience stores? Like, I mean, I'll die for Circle K, bro. I'm pro Circle K. Bro, if you fucking step on this turf and you say one goddamn thing about fucking Circle K, I will murder you. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to Casey's and Casey's Pizza back in the Midwest then, man. Come on. That's the greasiest pizza you'll ever have, but it goes down good. Why is oh, it man. always like gas, amazing. gas stations have some weird ass names too? Like we have one like out here called like Sinclair's. Like that's not a place where you if you're like let's go to Sinclair's. I'm not thinking about gas at that point. I'm like, what's that Sinclair's? <laughs> you get like leather jackets there. That's a little dinosaur one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have one. We have a gas station called Four Sons, and I'm just like, oh, one more, and y'all could have been five guys. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had another kid and then branched out. Yeah, the gas station was doing so well that they couldn't let it go. But I just feel like, look, I just feel like I gotta defend Circle K a little bit. One, Circle K is not always flashy. But it's always there for you. But two, the dip I buy from Circle K, for every five cans you buy, you get a free can. So they give me free dip all the time. No one else does that for me. No one else cares. <laughs> no one no one else is willing to kill me for free. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about the calls. Circle K, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> we is, got you. <laughs> is it just me or does every town have like a quick stop and it's like a rundown liquor store? Oh God! You have we had a quick mart, but now it's gone out of business. We got a quick trip. Yep, see something quick. Something quick. <laughs> or quick so, something. Sounds like our chat earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Karina's not getting through this interview at this fucking roundtable. Speaking of, we got a we got an interview to, uh, oh. tomorrow. Oh my God! We, we do, do have an interview tomorrow. We got yes, a couple we lined up. Shout yeah, out to Xavier and his torn Achilles. Yeah, oh. that sucks. Like I said, man, that is why you don't try to get your cat to vacuum. Yeah. Well, he said he made the layup, so props to him. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, Tony, I just got to say, last time you made this joke, I think it went way over my head. And the second time, I still don't get it. So it was in his stories. He had like three stories that were in succession about his cat and then just like the tumbleweeds all over the house. So then he started following the cat around with the vacuum, trying to get the cat to vacuum up after itself. And then the very next reel, or the very next story was him in a hospital bed with his hospital band on. And I was like, okay. So it was an inside joke. I was like trying to find the wordplay for such a long time. Like I was like, man, you fuck with the cat, you find out. Corey's been thinking about that all. Corey week. looks like a fucking uh, was it that show? It's always sunny in Philadelphia, where he's got the pictures and the yeah. strings and the cigarette. You could have just asked, man. I'll just I'll just come home from work. Like, baby, do you get this? Do you understand this joke? Day seventy three. I still don't fucking get it. I'm too scared to ask. At this point. <laughs> so you waited until we were actually recording. 
Well, I didn't know you were going to bring it back up. I was just going to have to live with it forever. So everybody else knows that you couldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, are you drinking an MGD in a koozie? Uh, you know, I'll make it even better for you. So, I bought a Yeti that's four tall cans. And then I was like, they had them for small cans, but you can't fit a tall can in a small canister. But with this one, I legitimately have a pizza table for smaller cans. A pizza hut table? And oh my a God. pizza table that I cut down to size so that I can fit bottles in it. What people, what people don't what? know is Tony actually has a full miniature set up in the other room. <laughs> no, we, I told Sarah that I was going to find a way to have like inserts for this so that it would fit a bottle or a can. And then we ordered pizza that night and I was like, these will do. You're like a stoner with Yetis. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony calls up Pizza Hut. Just bring me the little plastic table. Yeah. Yeah, bro. nothing else. <laughs> oh, you want to get stoned? Give me a water bottle and a glue gun and watch this. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable, where we're going to be recapping episode 19 of, what is this, a Challenge 38? I'm sorry, it's been like fucking 84 <laughs> years since this shit premiered. But it's finally the last episode, the end of the fucking ride. I added the fucking part in there. That's not really part of the title. It's just the end of the ride. But goddamn, it's taken a long time to get here. And I'm glad we're finally here. Yeah. And honestly... In my personal opinion, um, I know there's quite a few of you guys here with us tonight that uh, agree. I'm sure there's some listeners that agree and disagree, but best team won. Hell yeah. Plain and simple. Easily the best team won. They had the lead at every single stage except for one. Well, technically two, I guess. Look, nobody's beating Noodle Nani. Yeah, the bike and the noodles. That was the only time they were behind the other teams. And there was and there were like two or three more checkpoints that weren't even shown to us because Tori and Devin continued to stay in front of everybody. So production just decided not to show them. So, no, definitely the the right team won. So as you can tell, without me even going into intros, without talking about something first and Karina jumping into this, we're fucking excited to talk tonight. So So let me get these intros knocked out and we'll get this ball rolling. Give you the 30,000 foot view, the fucking five millimeter view. I don't know what any of that means, but they're all fucking buzzwords. And I'm running with it tonight. There's a lot of synergy happening. Oh, God. And we're going to make this no. place really live. Um, so for myself, Ricky Hayes, I've got my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, sitting next to me. We've got Corey, the raging Cajun Viator, back with us after his sabbatical to South America. Um, we've got Tony Stats and Info Lance. And then, of course, Josh motherfucking pink shirt chambers. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Got the whole team here tonight. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think any of us are going to miss this episode. It's been a long season, like I said. It's 19 episodes. God, when did it start? Uh, 19 weeks ago. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking smart ass. <laughs> the year was 1999. <laughs> what year did the Titanic the go down? <laughs> oh 
Um, oh, it dear. started, I don't know, back in September or some Something. shit like that. Right, it was fine. like six months ago. Fuck. <laughs> it was a long ass time ago. We can't remember is the point. Yeah, so it was long. Whenever Kayla and Sam went home. Yeah. <laughs> that felt like vendettas. <laughs> I forgot they were on the show. I really, I did. Like, there was a lot of people I actually forgot were on this season. I was like, oh shit. Remember when oh, we were joking about yeah, the Tar? Thank you, tires. Remember yeah. when we were joking about the Targaryens? That yeah. feels like yeah. Challenge yeah. USA. Yeah. Did y'all see Sam and Emily Strom had a little beef on Twitter? Fuck yeah. You, Sam. yeah. Calm down. Over, over ridiculous. Can you eat peanut butter after you work out? Yeah, yeah. Or some nutrition stuff. Like we live in America, we don't care about nutrition. We just had a twenty-minute conversation about the best food from a gas station. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. I don't think you're qualified to have this conversation. It's, look, the oh only the only macros I'm counting is like the fucking shit I'm wiping up with the bread at the end. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's that macro little bit of gravy. And then, uh, just to clarify, it the first episode macro aired roni. on <laughs> the first episode aired on October twelfth. When October twelfth. Good lord, that was over. It's that was February. that was last year. Yeah, my my kid wasn't even one yet. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Were people driving cars back then? <laughs> Donald Trump was still president. <laughs> <laughs> Josh took his headphones off. Oh. I'm sorry, guys. We don't get into politics. It was just a joke. It was just a joke. Yeah. Jokesies. I, I'm not. I'm not saying where I stand or any of that. Don't come yeah. at me, please. <laughs> Look, just because I reference Obama as the last time Dar- Darrell won doesn't mean I'm talking about politics. All right. That's just a time marker. All right. That's just like a, a, a moment in time. That's it. Oh my God. Darrell was on this season too. Oh my God! So was yeah, Laurel. I forgot he was. about that. See, yeah. I forget. Darrell and Veronica were on this season. Oh my God! And How Kenny, could you forget Laurel was on? Dude, first of all, I will never forget Kenny. Okay, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny was Kenny um, is a vile fucking goat. I legitimately liked Kenny and would love to see him come back. <laughs> I did too. I he would like awesome. to see him on a show that's more suited for him. I don't feel like the yeah. challenge yeah. is his cup of tea, but I feel like him on but Amazing him. Race. Yes. Mwah, like him kiss. and Casey on Amazing Race. That would be fun. Yeah. I would watch that. I'd watch that. Yes. For sure. So, and then we got the announcement also this week that we're going to have a really long layover until the next season of the challenge starts. So we'll have a whopping like one episode where we just do a discussion. <laughs> yep. That's it. So yeah. And we're, we're just lucky where the dates fall because we almost had no layover with survivor because it would have gone from this episode into survivor but survivor starts on march 1st yeah Yeah. it's it's just oh my god and so um we've got a lot to talk about with this episode but also i want to let you guys know we've been looking at a lot of different things uh about how we approach this show i know karina has been doing some polls on instagram to see how the fans feel about it as far as the way we approach it because we've done a lot of different ways on this Mm -hmm. and we've kind of narrowed it down to the two which is we can narrow it and narrate what? No way. No way. Sorry. 
<laughs> we can either separate the sexes or we can keep them together. Good lord. What it ultimately comes down to. It's been a long season and a long night, alright? So oh my God. we can narrate the whole fucking previous episode and talk about like we've done for certain episodes, or we can do like a really kind of step back view and just discuss different topics and give our takes and, and yeah. yeah, different things we liked about it. And I think we all kind of lean towards the latter. I, am I wrong in that? About 93% of our followers and listeners also lean that way. So, yeah. So <laughs> in doing so, we're going to take your advice and I'm going to uh, loosen the reins to say and <laughs> hop right into this. Tony reins. <laughs> Tony. Welcome Tony. to the challenge. It's Tony time. Tony time. <laughs> How did you guys feel about the the first challenge or you know daily in the final that mm -hmm. they had to do because that's really all it felt like was like back to back to back days of doing dailies and eliminations almost i didn't like i didn't like that bananas and nani had an advantage in it and the reason why is because every other challenge that they that the person who won would get an advantage tj said First place will have a distinct advantage, so you want to win. And then on the eating one, they didn't. And mm -hmm. then they got there, and then he's like, so, based on last night's blah, blah, blah. And then that challenge, he was like, first place gets a distinct advantage, which was Devin and Tori picking the order that they left in. Right. So they might have said it all, like, and just not shown it, but it's weird that they would just take out a key component of the challenge, which was... Not you're all just eating to decide who gets to go to bed first, which they did with the bikes the very first time. Right. It was actually that you're eating to get an advantage at the start of the next day. And it just wasn't mentioned. Right. So I wasn't totally cool with the fact that they get different amounts of the chalk bombs based on how they finished the night before when it wasn't expressly stated. Here's my kind of view on this, too, is I, I don't like that. And I think this leads back to what we've said for quite a while, which is the fact that there's not a lot of transparency in the show. We don't get timers as far as how long people are taking. Right. It's all up to the edit to show us how they want to build a story, which that's a long debate. But I also didn't like that they did this in the final as far as riding in helicopters and throwing balls full of chalk at pictures. Yeah. Like that feels like yeah. a daily you do in like episode seven. Do what you did in the mini final. Yeah. Replace that with this part. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool to see them riding in a helicopter throwing balls at the ground. Yeah. So, so fun. But it puts everybody back at the exact same spot every time. So it's not like with the slingshots where you did the one thing, you go to the next thing, you do the slingshots and you move on. It's all these things where it's the different groups that everybody has to stop together. And it just resets the clock every single time, even if they get a five minute advantage or a 10 minute advantage leaving. It's you're still resetting the clock. It's like when you do one entire day and then the next morning you just get a five or 10 minute lead based on where you finished the day before. Exactly. And I was two hours ahead of the last team, but now I'm five minutes ahead. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I honestly like I hate that part about the challenge finals i hate how they do that and look I, I know there's been a lot of hate on this whole hundred hour challenge final and some people think it's easy it was an easy final yeah. look four days in a row of doing what they were doing is not going to be easy for anyone i don't give a fuck no. who you are fuck no 
Um, but my thing is, is like, that's none of the players fault. They played the game that was given yep. to them. Exactly. Well, and I just want to add to, and I've had this conversation with a few people on our Instagram, but the thing is, is that if you go and you combine the finale, the final was obviously three episodes. If you go and you combine all of the runtime of those three episodes, it's about three and a half hours, give or take. So to condense a hundred hour final down to three and a half hours of runtime, even four hours of runtime is absolutely insane. So it, it's like I get what they were trying to do, but I almost feel like they overshot with this because it's so hard to write that story into such a short amount of time, something that big into such a short amount of time that it almost it, it, it discredited the final because I truly do think that that the final was a lot more gruesome and, and difficult on them than what it was portrayed to us. But it's hard to, like I said, take 100 hours and shove it down into four hours. And everybody who's watching still get the full grasp of everything they had to do or go through in that hundred hours. So, well, I mean, they cut out checkpoints. So like that yeah. in and of itself, because a lot of the times the the time that you I guess the moments that you actually see the time elapse is when they're sleeping. Right. So the only time that you see the ticker go by is when they're sleeping, whether they meant to or not. It's sort of just really emphasizes how much time out of that hundred hours was spent doing absolutely nothing. Absolutely. So even if, even if you add it all together, like I don't remember all of the times, but I know that one chunk of sleeping was four hours because I counted the ticker. I think it was last week's episode. Yeah. So you're probably going to account for maybe, I don't know, 15 hours out of the four nights that were sleeping. They yeah. had more than that. It dude. was, it had to have been more than that because, and I, I wrote it down, um, but later after the elimination portion <laughs> of, you know, uh, Jordan and Anissa and all them, uh, TJ sends Banani and Tori and Devin to separate camps. And then it's not until the following night that they even go and do their final elimination. So they just slept and hung out for that whole like 24 hours, 12 hours or whatever out. it was from when they went to yep. bed until the very next night. But while so. we're speaking of this real quick, I just want to throw this in here. I did like that right as they were going into the helicopter portion, they did show that they had 31 hours left. So 69 hours had to lapse. So that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Literally, Hello. like TJ's like, welcome to hour 69. And and fucking nice. this yeah. guy, he's like, eh, noise. I was like, oh, my God. Of course, <laughs> Bananas responded and like, Rick did, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's funny. Yeah, TJ's there for the boys. He's yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. boy. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to fart. I peed a little bit, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and that's the thing. Like, that's always our biggest, like one of our biggest gripes against the challenge is the fact that, you know, there's no way for us to actually get into an argument of is this a fist sport? Because none of it's fucking legitimate. Yeah. You know, it's a hundred hour final, but you're out there for five days. And look, I'm not not a mathematician, but 24 <laughs> times five is more than a hundred. And look at the same time, it's not a hundred hours of final because part of it was like three hours of driving in a rental car. The other part was setting up tents and sitting by the campfire. Like 
and then in the morning stretching for an hour like I almost sitting on a tree. Yeah. And and look, the this last one, this or this last part of the final that we saw in this episode. I know it probably took a while to set up the fucking helicopter and get everybody rigged in and everything, but they literally get in there and it's daylight. And then when they're taking off after that, and it, you're going to tell me it took them four hours to get that set up and tore down for them when they're running. It's dusk. Like, so how much shit is getting edited out that we're not seeing? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Bring back the stopwatches. Back in the day on the old, old challenges, everyone had their own stopwatch. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Bring it back. Well, and, and my thing is, is again, and I've, I've talked to a couple of people on Instagram about this. I think Rick and I have talked about this, too. But I, I also feel like there was more to this final because if you hypothetically take away Olivia getting injured and them getting DQ'd. That final setup was only set up for two teams. So at some point there, there had to have been another elimination to only bring it down to two teams to go against each other at the end. So it makes me wonder if one of those gaps of time where they're not doing anything was actually supposed to be another elimination earlier in the final. And they just didn't have anything to fill it there and they couldn't move it up because they have to do the hundred hours. So they just I don't but I don't know. I feel like two teams were going to get eliminated in that portion where Anissa and Jordan went up against Banani. You think they were going to do it? Because you would have had two teams at one camp and two teams at another camp. Yeah. And then when Jordan and Anissa got to their camp, there were only two tents. Yeah, Yeah. but there was a it was the same size area as yeah, no, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is it's weird that like the one that Banani and Dave Squared ended up at just happened to have four tents and the one that Jordan and Anissa ended up at had two tents. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was it's it's very much like every other final that we've heard about in recent years where multiple portions of it have been edited out because they either didn't play a role mm-hmm. or they, you know, Something happened. Yeah, whatever. And I get the feeling that the Daves were quite a bit in the lead in almost every one of those. And they're like, it doesn't add anything to show this. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah. That's pretty much what I I think. I believe what was said, because I know bananas talked about it on his podcast. I think Tori talked about it a little bit too. Tori and Devin on some interview that they did. And that's pretty much what was said. Like it just, it was, inconsequential to what was going on in the final because they just kept the lead through it so production was like "Eh, well that can be cut or whatever so but it still makes me curious like i still want to know what those checkpoints were like was it better than the helicopter one like could you have shown us one of those and cut that stupid fucking helicopter one like i just (laughs) i just want to know yeah it's i don't know uh, anyway, so they they play a giant game of bombs away from a helicopter <laughs> uh, and throw chalk balls at pictures of their opponents and themselves. Bananas and Nani are in first, so they get to choose the order and they send uh, Tori and Devin, then Jordan and Nisa, then themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, since they're in first, Bananas and Nani get 25 chalk bombs. Uh, Tori and Dave coming in second get 20. Jordan and Nisa got 15. With them going first, the Daves, they score what? 10? 10, 10, 10 out of 20. 10 out of 20. 50%, yeah. 50%, which is fucking Hall yeah. of Fame in baseball. Um, and then <laughs> Jordan and Nisa, what? They got like eight, seven or eight? They got six. Uh, they got six. Look, I'm I'm always trying to give them a little bit extra because they're they're coming from behind. I like it. Um, and then with 25 
chances, I think Banani got like seven or eight. Maybe yeah. I was mis I was switching those around. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what happened. Cool. So um, fun. Exciting. Thank you so much for showing us that. That, that none of these people can anticipate a throw. <laughs> you did illustrate that Banani broke the truce first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's my first thought. Shocker. Can't keep helping uh, Devin and Tori out. Like, they've been helping you this whole time. What are you talking about? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, man. It, but it, I, I see this in Karina's notes, and it's what we were talking about earlier. But, it, like, they do seem like they're just running all the time. Like, yeah. and it doesn't seem like they're really going anywhere. They're in the same fucking field or fields. Like, they're just running. Well, it's like, because, like, so, uh, you know, like you said, Tori and Devin win. And, and so then they get to pick the order of, of who takes off and what order to go head to the next station, go run down the road. And, you know, obviously they decide to go first. But TJ kind of, here's where I got confused. TJ made a big ass deal about this. Like, yes, like it was going to be like some like crazy, like, you know, some crazy shit. And the first thing I thought of is I was like, oh, it's going to be some kind of setup like Rivals 2, where if you're the first one there, you have to do more work than everybody else because you have to open all the doors or like whatever. Right. So that was my first thought. And I was like, oh, Tori and Devin fucked themselves. They're going to wear themselves out. But then it was nothing. So I was like, "Okay." Yeah, you could see Devin when he said, like, you guys pick the order. You could see the gears going in Devin's mind. And he's just like, do I send somebody else ahead of me or do I just continue to take the lead? Yeah, well, and obviously they made the right choice because they decided to go first. They send uh, Jordan and Anissa second and Banani third. But what's funny is when they start running, it's like, like Rick said earlier, it's like daylight. And then all of a sudden, by the time they make it to this cornfield, it's like fucking pitch black outside. And all they've got are their little like Cyclops headlight things on their helmets, you know, and they got to go run through this cornfield. And they're glow sticks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they gotta, they find a sign, and it's got two different directions, and they gotta go, you know, pick and a direction we'll, and go yeah. find their way through the corn maze. But yeah, they instantly it's just turn, weird. They instantly turn into the maze runners or children of the corn, whichever you prefer. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say real quick though, like nah, mm-mm. like I, mm-mm. I don't fuck with cornfields like that at night, like that. No, thank you. What? No you fucking thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm so good. Uh, we can go during the day. We can go during the day. I'll go during the day. The Look, go during the day. I've got the same. We're not going at night. I've got the same issue that Anissa has, which is I don't really pay attention to where I'm putting my foot. So if we're walking in like a fucking cornfield at night, the odds of me rolling an ankle are high. I've just seen Ugh. way too many scary movies. I'm I'm so good. Well, that and we live in Nevada. There's not a lot of cornfields out here. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. And look, here, here's my thing is like when I first saw this, I was like, you're telling me at not at any point did one of those fucking teams just like I'm going to hop through this little small corn line to the other side of this path. Oh, they had production following them, telling them they couldn't do that. Uh, yeah, there's one I'm shot here. where actually Jordan and Anissa had their cameraman with them. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that, that that cameraman had to run the whole final didn't win a dime <laughs> didn't win shit. that's the fucked up part like production like there are production members and, and I, I i think they take turns and they switch off and stuff but like there are like production members and cameramen and shit who fucking go the whole time they climb those mountains they do all that shit and they don't get nothing but their regular paycheck for that shit that sucks <laughs> they ain't going home with a million oh 
So I forget the order. I know Tori and Devin got to the maze first. Was it yeah. Banani next or Jordan and Nisa next? It was Banani next. They okay. passed Jordan and Nisa pretty quickly. They both went left. Yeah. And then Anissa and Jordan went right. Correct. Which, yeah. I, I mean, my natural instinct would, would be to go right first. Coming mm-hmm. up to something like that, I would just tend to go right. Mine is Mine would be to go yeah. left. I, I find it interesting because Banani did, go, did get their second, but then they knew that Jordan and Anissa went right. Yeah, that is weird, actually, now that you say that. Well, if nobody I think was they just heard them, them yelling or something, yeah. Yeah, because the way yes. that maze looked like is you would turn, and then it looked like it, you turned and came back and then kind of separated yeah. out. Yeah. So maybe they heard them through the whole thing, you know what I mean? Um, it, it wasn't like it was until they got a little bit further to in camps, yeah. to the camps, it didn't seem like that was that big of a maze compared to the one that they had to go through next. I just want to say, though, that those... Um, those like triangular like light things that they had at the campsites like I just want a few of those from my backyard like so if someone from production could just like hit me up like email Instagram Facebook like smoke signal whatever like those things were dope I would fuck I want one where'd you get it like, <laughs> I'm sure production would never hit us saying. up to like give us a fucking referral other than to their lawyer for a cease and desist. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say about our final? Yeah. But uh, no, those lights were dope though. Those things were sick. I mean, we just, what we'll do is we'll just get some plywood and fucking primer it, then spray paint they probably it. probably did like, build them spray paint it like a silverish color and then put some pe- plexiglass and run a light in there. That's, That's probably exactly what they did. They probably built them themselves. I know they build a lot of their own. Anyway, moving on, welcome, moving on. Welcome to the, con- the construction fandom podcast where we talk about how to build stage lights <laughs> for your enjoyment. I do think that was particle board that they used though. Anyways, moving moving on. on. So they all get to their camps and this was I just got to say I was a thousand percent wrong last week. Rick called this. He was like, it would be so dope if they were all standing in the cornfield and all of a sudden, like the whole structure just lit up and like they, you know, like got to see it all like light up in the middle of the night and just like, oh, my God. And I was like, no way production would ever do something that fucking cool. But they did and they pulled it off. They had TJ on the intercom just like talking shit. It was perfect. I loved, loved it. it. Say those three words you know I want to hear. You were right. Can fuck, we move the fuck on? So good. She's going to edit that out. It sounds like Rick is a, a part of production. And so I got a few words to have with you, Rick. <laughs> I am not a part of production. Otherwise, season 40 would have happened in season 38, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> How much you want CT? We'll do it for you. Oh my god! Tori was definitely all of us in this moment, though. As soon as everything comes up, the fuck is this shit? The fuck is this shit? I fucking love that so much. It was uh, so great. The intercom was dope, but it also did kind of seem like TJ was walking around with like one of those microphones with the cord to the speaker that you just hold and well, walk. Well, he probably was. Yeah. Like, what do you want yeah. them to do out there in the middle of nowhere? Well, I mean, they rigged up that giant fucking setup with flashing For lights from everywhere. They couldn't For put up a couple of speakers. Or a megaphone. For what reason? I want to know. The, the megaphone was perfect for the corner. So Teach could see everyone. I'm just saying, though, like, why was this structure not utilized? I thought that thing was going to be like a multi-level, like you got to go up I and up it, and up. Yeah. Different levels were going to have different shit on it, you know? I thought it was going to be the elimination that um, 
Amber and Chauncey did against Darrell and Veronica, like that sort of thing. See, I thought it was going to be like each level would it was going to be like what they did, but up levels like each level had a different task that you had to complete and then you had to go up to the next one and the next one and then like you get to the top and you got to like zip line down and like hit the button and you win like how dope would that have been that would have been so cool but no sarah was equally pissed sarah was like why the hell did they have that we've seen it in all the previews it was on the season premiere preview yeah and they stood in front of it i mean to be fair it looked (laughs) dope like it looked dope it looked sick as shit so I will give them that. But like y'all built that whole thing and spent all that money on all those lights and stuff just for it to look cool out there. Like a cool, but all sizzle, no steak. I don't know. I, yeah. And I got to be honest. I was slightly, slightly disappointed that more of the corn maze wasn't utilized. Like you could tell yeah. that they were really stretching those clips by replaying the same clips over and over to stretch the corn maze time. And I just feel like that field was so huge. They could have utilized more of it and they could have made it fun to watch them run through the maze as opposed to, you know, I don't know. Do you know how you could really tell that it was all stretched out? Mm. First aerial shot, all three teams, Devin and Tori are going down one lane that the only possible way you can go when you get to the end of that lane is to TJ. Yeah. And then (laughs) they do another aerial shot where Tori and Devin aren't actually on the map at all, but then they show the shots of everyone running and then Tori and Devin are still trying to get through the maze, even though they finished it after the first aerial shot and we're in the second aerial shot. Yep, exactly. They just they they messed up on that for sure. Let's I want everyone's opinion. What did you guys did you like the maze aspect? Did you not like it? Do you, would, oh, would you? I, I liked it, but I just feel like there could have been things that could have made it more like visually appealing to watch. I, I just I don't know. And it just wasn't very long, you know, and we didn't like none. The lights weren't set up through the maze and any of the paths that were available. So it was really hard to see them running through the maze. And I feel like if they had set up lights through each of those paths, can I get a fucking one watt over here? Something, You know what I mean? And like made it fun or like fucking have like production like hiding in the fucking bushes and like jump out and scare them and shit like it would have been fun like make make it fun i i think they could have that's probably a bit much but i'm just saying the lights thing is a good idea i think they could have put like glow sticks along the path to create like an illusion so we could watch them run through it you know what do you think tony i'm with karina like i liked it i would have liked them to use more of it and it could have been done better but absolute props for doing it i agree with you though like if even if they light the path lighting the path doesn't discredit the maze being hard it just allows you to actually see what the fuck's going on exactly yeah, yeah. what do you think Corey? i just thought it was weird I just i mean <laughs> it, it was, i mean it's just different for most finals i'm not saying it was bad i'm not saying it wasn't tricky but i just i just felt like weird yeah just weird I have a, uh, the word I'm going to use to describe it also starts with a W, but it's whack. I thought it was fucking stupid. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. I just, I think it was fucking stupid. I mean, like, mm. it plays no value to anyone on television. Like, they're running through a dark fucking field, and all we see are little orange fucking glow sticks on their helmets just bouncing around in a field, and then hearing. 
Wait, bananas. I can't keep up. Hurry up, Nani. Your whole game rests on this. Like, that's all you fucking hear the whole time, and you can't tell what the fuck's going on. It was just... I don't know. It it would have been better to me if they had to fucking... I I don't know. It, it, they could have done anything else. I would have rather watched them try to climb a mountain. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the next people that come on that have to climb a mountain, if I'm, I'm like, can I just get a corn maze instead? <laughs> yeah. <please?" laughs> well, and I was actually going to ask that because that was actually one of the um, the questions that was submitted by one of our listeners was they feel like finals that you know don't end on the top of a mountain just kind of don't feel like a challenge final and i just wanted to see like what your guys's thoughts are because i like for me like i get it there's been there's been a few challenges that obviously you know end on the ground they don't end at the top of a mountain every single time but i i do feel like those ones are like always a little bit more exciting so all right here i'm gonna hop in on this one real quick uh the the cornfield is fine if it was a longer fucking maze not something that took 10 minutes to figure out because you can see it from the aerial shot it was literally a maze that just went serpentine back and forth back and forth back and forth and if you went one direction wrong in the beginning then you had to go back and run the other one it wasn't a hard maze to figure out there wasn't multiple dead ends or anything like that so that it, it, it didn't take as long it felt like it was really just a sprint to tj at that point and I, that's what I didn't like to it. I think they could have done more to it, but I don't mind the way this final ended with eliminations compared to ending on top of a mountain. That doesn't bother me. I still felt like the better team won. War of the Worlds didn't end on top of the mountain, but it's like no one ever questioned how tough that final was. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was going to bring that one up too. The yeah. only thing I have against War of the Worlds is the way it ended with at the very end where they hop off the helicopter and have to do like a hundred yard sprint. Like that's that to me was the equivalent of them having to do the sprint from camp through the corn maze to TJ. It, but we're going to give somebody else a head start that they don't really need because they're probably the fastest ones here, anyways. <laughs> True. You know, it just it, it didn't play well to me, and and. But as far as to your question, like I said, and just to kind of reiterate is I, it, it doesn't have to end on a mountain to be a good final. I like the way the elimination that was fine. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like it was a sprint to see who got into the elimination instead of an endurance, which would have been better. Like it should have been based yeah, no, on your I, time. Yeah, to camp. I, I well, I, I don't mind that it was a race to get to TJ. But I just think that, you know, and I, I overheard you. I know I stood up to go get, get some coffee, but I overheard you. It was just so simplified and it was so short. Like I would have loved for them to utilize more of that corn maze or that cornfield and make a more difficult maze that was m- more difficult for them to get through and it, make it an actual race to get to TJ. Because, yeah. you know, it just it felt so like such like a flat moment right before we jump into this like heartbreaking elimination, you know? So I don't, I don't know. I liked the idea of the corn maze thing. I just don't think it was well executed. Can I'm sorry, go ahead. I know I kind of dominated the answer on that one. Did what's your guys' thoughts? What was the question? Uh, Are you opposed to the final ending in the elimination style and prefer more of like them finishing on a mountain or something grand like that? I think my issue with it ending in elimination is it's ending in an elimination after like 87 hours of (laughs) challenge. Like you're doing a daily and you're this close to the end 
and you've been through this much for it to come down to an elimination. I don't really jive with that, especially because everybody's going to be fucking like winded. Nobody's going to be playing their best. And in some ways that could be an equalizer, but it depends on how hard everybody else ran the final. Mm-hmm. If they think that this is the end and they're going to leave it all in the field and then they get there and then they have to do an elimination after like busting their ass to get to that point. Yeah. yeah. I would rather have one halfway through like at the 50 hour mark. That's or at where the beginning. People. Yeah. Or like yeah. at the beginning, like, Hey, whoever comes yeah. last on this fucking bike goes into an elimination. You don't want to be last. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Exactly. Like something like that. Like if you have them staggered as well. So if you're going from four teams to two teams, do it like you said, like either whoever comes last hour on 25, the hour 50, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then it's 50 hour final for the two teams that are left and just good fucking luck. But I don't really like it this close to the very end after they've been through absolutely everything, including checkpoints that we didn't see, because even if we didn't see them doesn't mean that they didn't have to do them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I again, like, and we've talked about this before. We've, I, I think we've probably talked about this in every single final that we've covered since we started this podcast. But oh, I, absolutely, I absolutely hate when the previous day or days just don't fucking matter all of a sudden. All the work that you've yeah. done up to this point doesn't fucking matter. Here you go. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, I don't like that. It's like the time thing where you're like, three hours ahead of somebody and then the next day you get a two and a half minute head start. It's like great thanks yeah. that's fantastic yeah it's just it, ugh. and i, I want to reiterate that this is not us ragging on but no, no, no. jordan no. and Nisa, olivia rossio they, Tori played, Devin. they played they the game they were given they played the game that they were given we yes. are really coming these down are just on, thoughts on the final not yeah. on the players and, yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. josh did you want to add in on this I, I had said something to Karina on Instagram where um, I thought that there was going to be a, a different kind of ending towards it, except for the fact that um, Arasio and Olivia got eliminated or, um, because of the injury. Um, but then I was just like, where would it have gone? When were the earlier elimination? And, but my thoughts were, when, have, when was the last time we only seen two teams yeah. compete in the final? Yeah. There's always been at least a first, second, and third place. Always, yeah. And, for an opportunity to actually win the jackpot, the money, this right. one it was yeah, and this this time it was only between two teams. So I mean that that part was a little different, but you know sometimes change is good. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a really good point. Like we we don't. I'm trying to think of if there is another final where we only had. I mean, other than like War of the Worlds two, where it was like USA versus U the right, UK. Right, right, like right. that's a little bit different in my opinion because those were like big teams. Good guys versus bad guys. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and that's how the whole season was formatted. But to have right, right. four so teams go in and only two finish out the final, I, I'm, yeah, that's crazy. You know what the other one that gets me is? Is look, like, I know it's not a requirement for a final to have an overnight portion. Like, it was, it didn't happen on War of the Worlds 2. You know, it, it does, it didn't really happen on all stars three. Cause they were on a yacht. Like, and so like, I'm not opposed to that, but the fact that this is a hundred hour final and not one portion of it was an overnight portion yeah. really kind of threw me off a bit. Yeah. I didn't like that. Especially cause it seemed like two of the nights they got a pretty easy in and got a late start. Like after the noodles, 
they didn't really have to do anything till it seemed like almost late morning midday by the time that helicopter flew over and you saw the where the sun was in the sky and then yep. the final the next day after this elimination that we're going to talk about they it looked like a 24 well 18 to 24 hour rest period before they did their final part to determine the winner mm-hmm. now you that know, could so, have been something we didn't see like that could have been where one of the checkpoints landed or like one of the somethings landed maybe yeah. just because like they show them they show the sleep timer or whatever, but then they just show them like sitting around all day until it goes dark. I I also want to point out just like going back to your point about the, you know, the overnight portion. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you because I like the overnight things where like, you know, one partner has to like stay awake and the other one can like sleep and then you got to switch or whatever. I like those. But we also don't know what time it was that they started and finished. That's fair. The like this could have been like the, the maze for all the we know, the elimination <sighs> got over at three o'clock in the fucking morning. Like, yeah. we don't we don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? And then they got that day Whoa. to rest before that final elimination of Tori versus Benoni. Will know. So. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. Everybody here knows. Everybody here knows. You got this. (laughs) So to me, the highlight of almost this whole show was when Tori and Devin show up to TJ first (laughs) and Tori gets there and she goes, I got a fart. I peed a little. (laughs) Dude, I fucking died. And then she immediately apologizes to TJ. I'm sorry. (laughs) TJ just like dead eyes her. Yeah, dead eyes her. I I think that was Eddie, and I think he really laughed, honestly. I think he did, too. He would have 100% laughed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, First, okay. Yeah, can we talk about (laughs) this? Because there are some people online who are turning this into something that it should not be turned into. They're turning it into this whole like sexist thing. Like TJ's not okay with women farting and like, oh, all this stuff. Yeah, I'm like, TJ doesn't find girl farts funny. Yeah, I'm like, he only oh. finds guy farts funny. Yeah, that's literally the fucking the storyline that that like some of these fans are running How with. And I'm like, bored? Do you have to fucking be? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Hey guys, sorry about that. So, uh, real life, we just had technical difficulties, so <laughs> we had to make some adjustments, and we're back, back with some fire, 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 fire. fire emoji, fire emoji. Top five MCs all time: <laughs> Dylon, 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 and Dylon, because he spits hot fire. Oh my god. Anyways, sorry about that. So, long story short. Getting back to it, we were talking about how Tori and Devin are first to TJ, Bananas and Nani are second, and then Jordan and Anissa are third. Mm-hmm. Cut to commercial, we get back. TJ announces that Bananas and Nani are going to have to go in against Jordan and Anissa for an elimination. Yeah, the ones who made it to him say, or the ones who made it to him first were safe from elimination. So 
Corey and Devin, I, I mean, I don't want to say lucked out because, again, they made it through that maze really quick, but it's still like nobody knew that that was going to happen. So they definitely got lucky in that moment. And let's be honest, this isn't any elimination. This is honestly one of the best eliminations in Balls In. Yeah, but they changed it. Balls. They made it too small. Let's not let's not bypass Nani acting like she was acting. Oh, uh, yeah. Once they finally made it like, it's like, okay, Nani, you want to win? hand out of her face. Yeah, yeah, Bananas is not a saint. Bananas does a lot of wrong, but I don't think he was wrong in that situation. He's trying to complete <laughs> it. And I think Banana killed it in every part of this final. And I think a certain person held him back. But he was trying to get you that win. He was trying to compete. And you were just crabby every step of the way. The knee held her back, not her holding him back. Yeah, well, that knee's been holding everybody back for a long time. The, the whole thing <laughs> with, like, swatting his hand out of the way and getting mad at him for making her run that last part. Bananas has been in enough finals that he knows that very easily last person there could just be out. That's like, what no he said. Yeah, exactly. Out. You're gone. And that's how it was looking. And that's how it could have gone. But I like how throughout that whole thing of them just like sniping at each other. Devin just waits for a break in the conversation and says, if it's any consolation, we've been here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, bro. Fucking Devin. <laughs> oh my that was god. Pretty freaking badass. <laughs> oh yeah. No, dude, like we're gonna talk about this a little bit later, but Devin <laughs> Devin absolutely had the best lines of the whole season. All yeah. season long. All season long. He was yeah. that's all we've consistently talked about is how great Devin's like lines and confessionals and just comedy has been this long. season. Not just this yeah. season. But especially this season, oh, like yeah. he came ready this season, not just physically, not just mentally, but he came ready with the fire. Yeah, <laughs> sarcastically. Exactly. So um, getting back to it, TJ uh, lets everybody know that uh, Nani and Bananas, like I said, and Jordan and Nisa are going to compete against each other and balls in. And basically it's first one to three or after that, whoever scores the next point goes. Yeah, you have wins. to first one to three with you know unanswered, and then if you tie, then it's a goes to sudden death. But kind kind of jumping back to what I was saying with it being like the modified rules, it's it's almost like they switched up the safe zones because normally outside of the rope, outside of the ring, yeah. is where you're safe and they're not allowed to touch you. But now it was that whole space is open, and once you make it inside the ring, which is wrapped right around the barrel you're allowed to just as soon as you're in there, you're allowed to just put the ball in and they can't touch you. Um, so it, it was almost like, I, I don't know if I like these modified rules. No. I kind of like it more the other way. Yeah. So I did hear uh, this on Instagram and I'm going to pull a Tony on another person's podcast. Um, <laughs> Bananas mentioned that, that he thinks they switched it up for safety. And my question is, do you think they did that because of what happened to Olivia? They, they made an audible and said, look, we're, we're going to make sure no one really gets fucked up again in this season. It seemed to be very reminiscent of Rogan bananas, whoever hits the bell first, but you're not allowed to hurt each other. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. In a way, conveniently, somebody was in both of those eliminations. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't, I don't ever have to, <laughs> I don't ever hopped on the rigged uh, bandwagon, but it's just like, it seemed like the new rules completely took away Anissa's advantage. 
Like, yeah, Anissa had to yeah. go out on the perimeter and guard her where Nani had the advantage versus Anissa just staying by the goal and just saying, come through me. Yeah. And yeah, it's just they took away the they took away the wrestling, the fight, they took away the endurance part of it. They took away a lot of it. And I, I hated it. Yeah, this balls in is not balls in. No, it's not. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the modified version of it. And look here, I'm just going to recap real quick what happens. And there's more questions that I want to ask you guys about this as yeah. we go. So they go back and forth. Um, up first, uh, Nani's Nani gets past Anissa pretty quick and just completely. But as soon misses, as she as soon as she steps into basket. that yeah, she yeah, steps into she that safe, safe zone yeah. and immediately just shoots. And I know people are all over TJ right now, and they're like, "Me, me, me!" He didn't blow the horn. He didn't have time to blow the horn. She literally stepped in and fucking went to shoot the ball. Like, I, I'm just like, and then she knew she did wrong. Corey said she alley ooped it. No, whoa, 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 there. <laughs> that was a Canadian alley oop. <laughs> it's like Canadian bacon. Yeah. It was just it was no. poor Nani. Yeah, so she fucking whips Misses. it. Dead ball. Uh Anissa makes it, so uh they're up one nothing. And then did Anissa, Anissa doesn't score. Oh, um, not, okay. Nani went for her legs and took her down. And they went into the second round, bananas versus Jordan. Yeah. Um, they were zero zero, but both bananas and Jordan score in this round, Banana. which ties them up at one, yeah. one. And then Nani and Anissa go again. Nani mm-hmm. gets past Anissa. She makes the same mistake. <laughs> same fucking thing gets into the safe zone and then and misses, just misses the fucking hoop. Bananas, bananas flips out. <laughs> I'm dead, Nani, I know. Stop yelling at me. Like, <laughs> dude, he wasn't fucking yelling. He wasn't. He's like, just <laughs> said it in there. I know. <laughs> Obviously you don't. Well, look, I, I get it, dude. Like she, she let her emotions get the best of her and everything. Yeah. She did didn't make any like she wasn't thinking and i get it and him yelling she already knew she fucked up as soon as it happened but but um, anisa on this one man she she read nani on this one and she was able to get through her and she didn't let her take her down by her legs she got by her and she actually went up a point on them at this one and made it 2-1 sending it back to bananas and jordan yeah and uh this one was interesting yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead and go into so, it. Well, so Bananas ends up taking off his long sleeve shirt and, you know, and they're they're going at it and he slides by Jordan and, you know, gets gets the score. Um, he and put then, baby oil all over himself. <laughs> and then <laughs> Jordan goes and Bananas has a confessional here. And this is where he talks about how he took his shirt off because he wanted less, you know, garment or things for Jordan to be able to grab onto. And Jordan did not take his long sleeve shirt off. And so as soon as he tried to go by bananas, he just grabbed the back of his shirt and like swung him around and threw him on the ground and ball touched the ground, dead ball. So they're now tied two two going into Anissa and Nani's third round going right. against each other. So Nani picks something up from watching Orasio in this one and For she real? she starts going to her left and then just jab steps back to the right and Anissa tries to plant on that knee and you just watch it buckle and you hear her go, oh, and just oh. hit the deck and uh, Nani doesn't whiff it on this one. She makes it in. Bananas yelling at her, stop, 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 stop. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't Bananas. <laughs> oh, it wasn't? That was TJ. Was it really? And oh, then, I could have sworn it was bananas. No, that makes it better. Oh my god, it was TJ. <laughs> I heard it as TJ because TJ said stop, 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 and then <laughs> banana said it's in. 
That's so funny. Oh my god. What's that? What's that movie? Oh, it's just some sports movie, but that's as soon as Anissa did that. Uh, a seal Terry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the movie. Isn't it Friday Night Lights? No, no, no. no, no. no, no, no. It's, it's like a parody of it. But oh, it's, like, okay. it's like, what's your name? A seal Terry. They're like, oh. Oh, uh, oh no. Dude, uh, so it, I did get, I'll give it to Anissa. She really tried on that next one because she gets up from this injury and you know it's not good because uh. she's hobbling and she's just demanding the ball. Just yeah. demands the fucking that ball. That fucking broke my heart, like, hearing her, like, telling them, like, just give me the fucking ball. Like, yeah. she, you know what? I just want to say this really quick. No matter what anyone has to say about Anissa, dude, that woman has heart. Like, she will not give up. She's had so many opportunities throughout this final to say, fuck this shit. And looking back, it almost might have been better for her because she didn't even get to finish the final, which absolutely blows. But she will not quit. She will not stop. And I just I want to give her a big shout out and lots of props for that because Anissa gets Anissa gets a lot of shit from the fans. She gets a lot of shit from the cast. And whether you like her or not, you have to be able to give her the props for this because a lot of people would have stopped in that. A lot of people would have stopped when their ankle was freaking swollen and they were having to get it wrapped up at camp on the second day. like. Props to her for that. She's such an amazing person to talk to, too. She really is. I love her. Right, yeah. I mean, here, here's my thing is here. I'm just going to finish this up. So yeah. Anissa gets the ball. She takes a couple steps and she's trying to get some speed built up. And Nani goes for the legs right away and, and goes to take her down. And Anissa screams as she falls. And, and Nani isn't targeting her to injure her, but. Look, let's be honest. Nani isn't going to tackle her from waist up. She's going to tackle her waist down. That's the only way she can tackle uh, Anissa. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's going to directly target her injury. And that's what ends up happening. Do I think that Nani tore the ACL at that point? No, I think it was... I think it was already torn. It just made it worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you ACL, PCL, MCL, whatever it may have been. But I don't think it was done dirty is yeah. what I'm trying to get to. And I wanted yeah. to get your guys' opinion yeah. on this. Do you think it was wrong for Nani to do what she did? No, I think, well, Rick, I just want to make sure, like you said, you don't think it's dirty. So the whole Saints Bounty Gate thing, we could throw that out the window. You get it now. No, that is completely fucking different. That's that's oranges and apples. That was intentional. Yeah, they were intentionally giving awards out to injure other players. That is not the same. If you go, if you go after someone's injury, it's just part of the game. Is the point I'm making? and potatoes. But if if you're not, if nobody's injured and you're trying to injure them, that is a different story. Everybody's a little injured. Okay. So, so I understand what you're saying, but I absolutely reject it. Thank you. Next point is might be a little well more received. The thing about an ACL is you can walk perfectly fine. I know someone with an ACL tear, they never got it fixed. It's the side to side. And I mm-hmm. think that's what made Anissa think that she was okay. She stood up and she walked a little bit and made her think that she can do it. And then when she did the tried a little juke move, and then that's when she started crying. And yeah, she get, she gave it what she had, thinking she could handle it. 
but I think it was already torn. She just didn't know it until she tried to make that little move to score. Yeah. yeah. I'll keep it simple. Was Nani trying to intentionally injure Anissa? No. Was Nani trying to intentionally go after Anissa's injury? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Like, do, you think it, do you think it was wrong of her to do? I think it was shitty. I don't think it was wrong. It's the exact same thing of a hundred hour final. We can't blame the players for the like the situation yeah, in the game. Yeah. Like that was the game that she was given to play was you have to keep Anissa from getting that ball in the basket. It's shitty. I can't say that I would have done it, but I can't say that I wouldn't have done it because I haven't done a hundred hour final and I haven't been looking at somebody who I'm friends with being the difference between getting a million dollars and going home with nothing. So I think that part right there is that is the key is people aren't you have to take in consideration that these people are not in the right frame of mind to really think long term, let alone the fact that you factor in a million dollars at play. And that changes a lot of attitudes. Mm -hmm. Um, Josh, I'm taking it from your kind of back and forth as we're going that you're pretty much on the same page as everybody else. Is that right? Pretty much. I mean, she knew, not even said it, she knew that that was the only way she was going to win that round is that she went after, hit her, got her lower. So, yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page as everybody else. And look, I'm, I'm a firm belief that because of this world angle is what caused the ACL to tear. Yeah, now, that's I could be completely wrong. And if we get lucky enough to talk to Anissa and get to ask her, I could be proven wrong and she'll yell at me and I'm looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> Again? Yes. Again. <laughs> but I think I'm because it was her left ankle and right knee that or vice versa. I thought versa. it was the same. No, left, it's it, same it's, ankle and knee. No, it was different ankle and knee. I'm almost 100 percent sure because. What I'm thinking is she was overcompensating on that leg. That was good. And when she planted, it was more than she could handle. And that's Dude, what, what I think is my thing about like Nani targeting it is if Anissa was 100 percent healthy, Nani would have had the same strategy. Yes, exactly. She wasn't, yes, she wasn't yeah. down there like twisting her ankle every which way. But that's what I was talking about in the chat the other day. It's like Anissa. If they offer you the money to travel the world and do these things everybody else doesn't get to do, I get it. But once, especially at this that age, once you tear an ACL, your MCL is at risk, your Achilles is at risk, everything else on that leg is at risk because it never gets back to 100% and everything else is working harder. And it's just, it's a huge risk for her. It's like that meme, you know, the human body is amazing, you know. Uh, in nine months, a woman can grow a whole new baby, a whole new person inside of them and give birth to them. And the body goes back to normal and goes, what about this ankle? I rolled a couple of weeks ago. It'll never be the same. Yeah. Never. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's how the human body works. Um, but here's my and here's the part that once again, we've always talked about this. And I know this is off a little bit from where you want to go on this, but I think it's important that we bring this up because this is a consistent thing that we talk about is the fact that there's those moments that are bigger than the game. And I think the moment when Anissa was injured and everybody really realized that this was it, it, it game was over regardless if she was injured or not, but the game was over and the injury happened and the way that, you know, Jordan embraced Anissa and they had that conversation and she was trying to apologize and he wasn't having any of it because 
he knows that even though he pushed her really fucking hard, harder than he should have, and he was a dick that first day. Yeah, you and know, that second day. And that second day. That third and fourth day, things He was changed. much better, yeah. Yeah, and him saying, you have nothing to apologize for, you gave it your 100. And I think he really truly believes that he, she gave everything she had, and he can't ask her for any more. Yeah, exactly. And they got pretty fucking close. If she doesn't get injured, I think it's a lot closer race. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think that I I thought Jordan, with his background and, like, sports knowledge, like, cause as soon as I saw that knee buckle, I was like, that's really, really not good. And before she went that one more round, like, I was just hoping he would say, hey, yeah, don't do it. Now, he's not a doctor. Like, he didn't no. get it checked out, so I'm not blaming him. But right away, I was like, man, that did not buckle. In the good man. No, there's no buckle that's a good manner. That one did not buckle right. But I also want to say if uh, somehow Jordan got that last point and there was not another round for Nisa, the way that last phase set up, Nisa could have been in there. She could have been in there. I don't know. I don't I think don't after know. 24 hours with that tear, she's she's done getting through that All dirt. All the cinder blocks, digging through the dirt. I yeah, don't know, just lot. pulling those spears. I don't know. I think she, I don't know. I'm just saying that was her best shot. And that's and that's his handicap for Jordan. I mean, I know Jordan can work some shit out, but that is literally something you need two hands to grab those spears and try yeah. to work them out. Yeah. But with that being said, I don't want to discount them at all. Anything Jordan can would find a way. Jordan would oh, find yeah. a way. If anyone could find a way, Jordan would yeah. find a way. He'd use his teeth. <laughs> if he had to fucking <laughs> untie his shoes and use his toes, if he fucking yeah. had to, like, dude would and probably beat most of us at it. So um, just really quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we move on, I, I obviously like I took some polls on on Instagram, on our stories, knowing that we were going to have some of these debates and discussions tonight. And since we're talking about the Anissa one, I actually was a little bit shocked by these results. So I asked how everybody feels about, you know, Nani going for Anissa's legs and feet, knowing that she was injured. And the options that I gave was that it was totally fair. Um, it was a little bit shady inconsequential or just completely not fair gameplay at all and 53 percent said it was totally fair and i was actually kind of shocked by that i thought more people would have found it like like shady. we said kind of shady but it's not you 32%. know like two percent 32 percent said it was, it was a little shady but it's um, a far majority saying it was fair said gameplay. it was totally fair fair gameplay and you know and so i found that actually kind of uh kind of interesting yeah, I, I, I think we all kind of see this for what it is. And a million dollars, you're going to do some shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. At this point, you know, Anissa and Jordan are eliminated from the final, which I think we've all said is a pretty shitty thing to happen with like 24 hours left. Yes. Um, at which Especially point with Anissa's track record of getting eliminated right before a final. Like that's adding insult to injury here. You get to complete three quarters of the final. <laughs> Now you're eliminated before the end of the final. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so weird. Then you know, think like before the modified rules that you saw the elimination and you were like, bananas and Nani are, are out of there. Cause that was a hundred percent believe. I was like, Jordan and Anissa got this. I yeah. thought there was a chance, but I was like, I knew that Anissa was gonna struggle on that ankle, but I was just like, there's a there's a chance that Anissa just runs Nani over and just knocks her over and drops the ball in. Knock her over, drop the ball in. You know, just 
fucking just choo choo yeah. right through that bitch. If like she could have all brawled her, just like yes, not even all brawl, but just like if she would have just gone straight, put your shoulder down there, and just yeah. fucking Dude, go that, through her. That ring was too small for oh, Anissa to build any type of momentum. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it was normal yeah. rules, where the normal rules would have put Nani inside the rope. Yep. And Anissa yep. could have built up a little moment. I I hated these rules so much, yeah. man. It was, it was weird. weird. Because Jordan couldn't wrestle, and then it was like J- Bananas just lowered his shoulder into Jordan, but Jordan tackled him inside the rope, and TJ's like, "You're good." And I, it was just, it was terrible. Yeah. I think they looked at the the plans wrong, and they built the structure too big, so then they couldn't have the elimination that they planned on it. So they're like, "Uh, when you get inside this ring, you can't attack anybody." Yeah, and I mean, like new rules. And the thing is, yeah. is like. The ball can't hit the ground without any contact from your hand on it, but you can have the ball on the ground as long as your hand's on top of it. Yeah, like, even though you have no weird. fucking control, like it's just it was so weird. The first, the first fall that bananas took. Yeah, it did a weird cut, and then he was like going arm over arm with the ball, like up against his chest, and I was like, how did, how did, how did he hit the ground? That the ball didn't hit the ground first, but then now he's doing the whole like it's like the tuck arm over arm. Yeah, it was weird. So I like how, I like how Tony agreed with that. It has no fucking clue what the tuck rule is. <laughs> I didn't even hear you. Here's my thing: is once it go once again, it goes back to not having defined rules for everything. Yeah, yeah, and and you should for balls in because it's such a fucking reoccurring elimination. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't know the hand thing like that you had said um, in regards to if the ball hits the ground, but it's still in contact with you, then it's fine. That's what it looked like, because there was a scene where Jordan had the ball on the ground, but his hand was around it. You know, it's still touching the ground where like in football, if your hand isn't underneath the ball. Like you you don't or you don't have control. It's not a catch or. You know, it's it's dead. Yeah, and that's the thing. Or like make it where the ground can't cause a fumble, which means if you get tackled and the gr- you fall to the ground and the ball pops out, you don't lose possession of the ball. That's how balls in normally is. Yeah. You can go yeah. get it as long as it's still within the play boundary. Yeah. If it goes outside the rope, then it's dead. Like I just it's so weird. People throw it out of the ring all the time to, to kill the end ball. the round. Yeah. Which is completely fair, and they do it in football. It makes to knock sense. the ball out of, bounds. out of bounds. Yeah, you know what I mean? What I think... Correct. And all I'm going to say is, I think Jasmine against Laurel would have at least got two points with these rules. Mm-hmm. And Jasmine oh, yeah. would have got inside the rope. Oh, yeah. A couple times. Because yes. all she has to do is get that one foot in. Because yeah, at that yeah, point, you got to extend. Like, see, I would drive production fucking nuts because I'd be like Devin. I'd be like, so what's the rules? Do I just have to cross the line with the ball? Or oh, no, do I have you don't to get even a ask foot them. in? You don't even ask them. You just get the rules and then you find the loopholes through them. Oh, what no, no, questions no. you gonna, ask, the more limitations you get. I'm going to make them define it because once I have the definition, I know how to manipulate like, the what, rules. What was it Darrell yeah. said? <laughs> do now and ask for forgiveness later or whatever. Well, I've seen it too many times where production's made a fucking a, a rush judgment and fucked yeah, off they, and made the did. wrong call. I eat but oral. Not to bring Survivor into this, but with Survivor, <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a challenge fandom podcast episode if I Tony know, didn't right? drag Survivor in. Come on now, exactly. Yeah. Season forty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Corey Lay. <laughs> so <laughs> Jeff explains the rules, and then he takes each tribe separately 
through the course and explains it again. Yeah. And then, but not together. So if, if Rick's on one tribe and is asking different questions than I'm asking on the other tribe, then they're going to get different answers in regards to like what the limitations are, but you're not gaining an advantage over somebody else because you hear the question that they're asking and then can kind of tweak it. Tyson did it all the time where he, as soon as Jeff would explain the rules, he'd start poking holes in them. Yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing is just, there's not clarification where there needs to be in this. And then they propped it as it's a classic elimination. It's like, no, not really. This is a brand new set of rules, guys. We've never yeah. seen this before. It's not a classic at all. It, it's like saying football is rugby. Yeah, exactly. No, they are very different sports. Very different. Very, very different. They're played on fields with oval-shaped balls, though. So, yes, they are similar. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Pro Bowl this year. Like, we have a classic sport here. No, it's like football. Y'all never done this before. It's the first time. It's this not- is not classic. <laughs> yeah. This is classic that. for a 10-year-old. 10-year-old. Oh, which is fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I take take the kids to play it all the time but anyways besides the point this is the part that i really didn't like about this final is so the elimination ends obviously we don't know what time it is it says there's like 24 hours left right mm-hmm. if, I, if i'm remembering yeah, the cuts and think or 21 whatever they literally go back to their tents and it's nighttime they wake up it's in the morning we get another shot it's in the afternoon we get another shot and it's at night mm-hmm. they have done nothing this is almost like a 20 it's like a hour it's like period. a fifteen hour period. That's what I'm saying. I think the elimination ended super early in the morning, like three, four o'clock in the morning, and then they slept for a few hours, woke up, and then whatever. Yeah, they just fucking sat around all day, which is irritating. But which could be worse too. If you're sitting there, you have no idea what the final is. Whether you're going to have to leave from there, whether you're going to have to do another elimination, and you're just sitting there with not with production, not even around really. Nobody's telling you jack shit. And then all of a sudden they're like, cool, let's go. In Argentina in the middle of a fucking cornfield. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Nah. In their winter. Like, uh, excuse me. I got to go shit in the dirt over here real quick. <laughs> Fertilizer. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That, that would be oh worse. God. Like, you don't even have a campfire to look at and keep yourself like hypnotized. They have those things that you got the big light, the triangle lights. Yeah. Those I feel like, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like. Uh, TJ brings his wife sometimes on these trips, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like for this final, he's like, "Baby, it's a hundred hour final." She's like, "A hundred hour?" And he's like, "Don't worry, I'll be home every night." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it takes a helicopter, babe. It's still nine to five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me the give me the quad to get to the helicopter. You're right, Tony. <laughs> oh my god! I still say he would probably just run home. Fair in sandals. Yes, in yeah. jeans. So uh, after the elapsed time and the awesome fucking cutscenes we get, I don't even remember what they talked about, but I, I don't think they talked about anything. I don't even think we saw. It was just like no, it was just scenes of them lapse. just sitting there. It was yeah. just time lapse of the day. Bananas and, ate a banana. Yeah. The, Ooh, yeah. There you go. Cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of that episode of fucking family guy where it cuts to the bird and they're like, Hey, you know, what's really good. Is, or I'm sorry, it's a, it's the seagulls at a at a dump, and they're sitting there drinking beer. And the one seagull looks to the other one and goes, "You know what's really good? Are those boxes that say KFC on them?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "Bro, that's bird. You're eating other birds." <laughs> I fucking died from that one. <laughs> but oh, good. Um. So now at this point, 
TJ announces over his megaphone to head back to the post-apocalyptic fucking structure that we're calling the finale zone. Yeah. And we see what looked like to me at first a very similar setup to the Orasio Kenny elimination. Yeah. Yes. Um, which it is, except it's been filled with different types of rooms. Yeah. Rooms with different, you know, objects and games you have to do. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote down a question for everybody about this. Okay, let's hear it. How do you guys feel about them racing through the prop cupboard from the season with the last part of the final? Because that's basically what they did. Just um, bits and pieces from other things that they've done this season. I am so much happier that they did this than the Orasio and Kenny elimination. Mm-hmm. Because if well, that's yeah. what it was, I would have fucking rioted. I would have been so pissed. I, but. I, yeah, I actually kind of like this. And although it is a newer thing, it's definitely not the first time that they have just like taken eliminations or dailies from the season and recreated them in the final. So that part doesn't necessarily bother me. I, I do wish it was a little bit more grand, but I feel like a lot of the like, you know, the I don't know, the energy was taken out because of what ended up happening with that second room with the with the cinder block puzzle. Yeah. And the fact that there just wasn't a race at the end. So I feel like that took a lot of the excitement and energy out of it. And I feel like had that mistake not happened with Bananas and Nani and they raced it out to the very end, it would have definitely felt more grand, if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. For the person that on Facebook that was like, why did you didn't see the Fessy and Mariah elimination? Um, You didn't see every elimination here. Yeah. Like the one with Sam and Kayla. Yeah, the one with Sam and Kayla wasn't there. The one with uh, Turbo and Horacio. Yeah. Yeah. Jack. Unless you count the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, like every single yeah. yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is I'm going to run through it real quick. So basically, it's a hallway that's set up. Uh, the first one spears that they have to break through the drywall, which There's we saw. Them, There's yeah. nine of them. Um, and then three, you have to kick down drywall to get to the next room. Kick down drywall. The next room is cinder blocks. What's 300 it's cinder blocks or 200? 200, 200, 200 cinder blocks. And they're each 30, 30 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, they form a giant puzzle that says the challenge on it. On front and back. On front and back. And then the next room that you get through is filled completely with dirt. Uh, you know, just sand. Re- sand, dirt. It's same thing. But, I mean, not really, but that's okay. But that was not sand that you would find on a beach. That was dirt that you would like plant shit in. All right. Well, anyway, it doesn't Someone on matter. IG, let us know what kind of fucking dirt it was. Anyway. Because uh, I don't have time to Google that shit. Uh, and then once they get through that, uh, the next was get into the room and then. It's all the chains that you got to untangle untie- and free the chains. Yeah. And then like pull them through or something. I didn't see exactly. I think they just drop down to the ground once you like untangled them and okay. freed them. Yeah. And then once you're done with that, your next room, you get in there, you pull the lever, you're the winners. Yeah. Um, I was thoroughly impressed how quick Bananas and Nani got through that first stage with the drywall and those that. spears. They killed that. Bananas so- was just like barely. Ch- like moving them around, just kind of tearing them out. Really? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Really quick. I'm sorry. I just want to yeah, get yeah, this yeah. out really quick before I forget. Why does this feel familiar? Did they do this spear one some other time uh, in uh, this Fessy fucking 700, the 700 fucking Fessy episode? Nelson. Okay. I thought it felt familiar, but I couldn't place where they did yeah. it this season. Okay. Oh, also before they started this, uh, they brought back Olivia Rossio. Yes. Uh, oh, how did uh, they forget Pong about Lisa this? And, and uh, Jordan. They brought him out to cheer him on. How fucking cool was that? And, yeah. Uh, that was it, awesome. 
Yeah, I Olivia mean, just wearing her bruises like a badge of honor. What a fucking like beast, a man. Look, all right, so here's my debate question. Who's more deserving of the Barbie Beast title, Jenna or Olivia? Olivia. 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 I think it's different, dude. It's like it's like modern era goat, you know? It's a different time. Olivia's a beast, but Jenna was like, okay, Jenna on her first season wasn't a beast. But with her cousin as a partner on Bloodlines, like they went into so many eliminations and she dominated that shit too. And she went three straight finals. So would you say it's like a reiteration like Barbie Beast 2.0? Yeah, yeah. I got no problem. I just, I just thought Jenna's a beast, dude. I think it's an honor for someone to get a nickname that's already been used after someone else saying, you are good enough to remind me of this person that a a majority of the fans like. It's not like Jenna's like badly upon in the fandom. Um, and I get their 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 objection to Olivia having those shoes that said Barbie Beast and other people calling her that. But let's be honest, she's a fucking beast and she's proven it. Yes. Um, yeah. At least in this first season. And hopefully we get multiple seasons so we can have a real debate on this, I would, too. I, yeah, I hope yeah. so. Oh, yeah. She but, better come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same with the Ross. I wrote, yeah. uh, I wrote down TJ's quote for them because it's true. So he goes, you all know Rossio and Olivia never, ever quit. Just a couple of badasses. So yeah. fucking true, dude. Like, and he even talked about how Olivia did not want to quit as she's getting loaded in the fucking ambulance. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love how he gave them that shout out. So there was absolutely no fucking question that. And I know that there's still fans out there trolling. And you know what? Shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. I know okay? I started to say it before, but there's 24 hour, 24 useful hours in a day. And you're really going to spend your time having the wrong opinion about Horacio and Olivia. Really, that anybody though. else is going to smack you down for. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? Have fun. Enjoy what yourself. But you're going to get slammed. When they got medically DQ'd, they were in second place. And they still both wanted to continue and were told well, that they couldn't. Horacio was right. going to do twice the work. Yeah. yeah. They and they were, were in hard. third. Yeah, they were actually in third. But yeah. There's some ice cold takes out there on them. Ice cold. Yeah. Tony, I was going to ask Mr. Uh, Stats and Info that uh, spear pulling thing. Do you, do you remember the other time we've seen that elimination? No. 30, I remember 30? a few times, yeah. Brittany versus Bree. I yeah. don't think there's, I think that's the only other time. Mm-hmm. Was it on fire? There's been a couple because they've done one where they've done <laughs> a cut. They've it. done two where it was on fire. The the little, it's it wasn't that shape. It was like a circular shape and you had yeah, to I think that was on fire. Hunter and somebody and then two girls did it. And then there was the one where Polly and Natalie went against somebody else in Final Reckoning. I can't remember, but Natalie couldn't get them through. And Polly was trying to help her. And she just kept going in and out like it was the funniest shit. So they've done it a few times. It was like a shake weight. Didn't they do something similar on one of the All-Stars, too? They did. Yeah. 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 Josh just said that. Oh, sorry, Josh. So. Thanks. Thanks, mine. I said, I'm fucking done, dude. I'm fucking done. (laughs) Dude, fuck you guys. (laughs) But like I said, I was really impressed with how quickly Banani got done with this. And they got into that cinder block pretty quick. Yeah, they did. Um, With that being said, it's not like Devin and Tori were really far behind. I think they were two spears behind. So what? Five, ten minutes. And what they said is like each one of these stages took an hour to an hour and a half. Except the first one, which Tori said took about 30, 35 minutes. So what they were maybe 10 minutes behind. Maybe. And then in the next one, the cinder blocks, I know they said took like two hours. Yeah, that was the longest one. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that makes sense. 200 cinder blocks, sort them out, restack them. That's going to take you a while to do. I don't care how fucking yep. in yeah. shape you are. Unless you're bananas and nani and you don't sort them out. Yeah. They went like whose think, idea was I, that to not sort the fucking bricks? They just had no strategy. They, they were too it. stressed. They were too stressed the whole fucking time, and they went into it with no strategy. And that's the real difference: is the communication between Devin and Tori is top notch partnership, where Bananas and Nani are bickering exes that are still friends. There's also devolved throughout the season. So, like, if you look at the people that were in the final. Horacio and Olivia had a falling out at the mini final, came back together stronger than ever, beasted it out the rest of the season. Jordan and Anissa found their common ground, figured out how to work together, beasted it out for the season. Dave and Dave have been beasting it out together from day one. Bananas and Nani have been on each other's nerves since the moment they got in the house, and I feel like their relationship has actually suffered from being on a ride or die season. Versus the rest that all got closer. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Because Nani wasn't ready to be on the season. I'm not saying Bananas is innocent. I'm not saying Bananas does no, no you're wrong. Right. But you're Nani right. was not ready to be on this season. And No, I agree 100%. What, what were you going to say, Josh? I've, the moment's fast now. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was definitely a huge oversight on Bananas and Nani's part to not separate their cinder blocks into, you know, sections. And we even got, got a confessional from Anissa talking about how, why, why did that set Devin apart in, especially in this type of competition, because he was so methodical about everything. All the blank ones go here. All the green tops. It wasn't even just put all the green ones over here. It was, these are the green tops. These are the green sides. These are the green stripes. These are the letters. Like he had a spot for every different type of brick that was in that puzzle. And that's the only way to get something that massive done. He looked at it like a jigsaw puzzle. Exactly. Yeah. He sorted it and did what needed to be done. And I mean, and that's the thing is because of that, they eliminated the opportunity for a really big mistake that bananas and Nani did not do. And it bit mm-hmm. them in the ass because they end up losing one of the top pieces buried somewhere down in the middle. Cause they weren't paying attention. Well, first they put the whole front design on the wrong way because they didn't pay attention to the fact that the point went all the way down to the bottom of the puzzle and that there was a blank spot up top. They had the blank spot at the bottom and Devin and Tori were purposefully not filling in the back of their puzzle be- until they absolutely had to because they didn't want Bananas and Nani to see that they'd fucked it up. Well, once again, strategy. Devin mm-hmm. and Tori knew to work on the side that they that Bananas and Nani couldn't see, where Bananas and Nani yeah. were just so focused on working, they worked on the side that Tori and Tori Devin, Devin could, could see. see. Yep. And they called it out halfway through the puzzle that they fucked it up. Yep. And, you know, and they ended up realizing it and they started to fix it. But then when they got to the backside, that's when they realized that they really uh did fuck everything up. And somewhere in the middle of the infrastructure of this puzzle, this cinder blocks puzzle, they'd buried the top piece that they need for the back portion. Well, and that's the thing. Once you're 175 cinder blocks set up and realize that number three was put in where number 199 was supposed to go. Yeah. You're fucked. You're looking at well, doubling yeah, what are you your gonna time because you push those cinder blocks over. They're breaking, mm-hmm. so you got to unstack them one by one and restack them. And this was the difference mm-hmm. right here because 
at this point while the rest of the rooms were easy yeah easier easier i don't want to say they were easy because i wasn't there but they were much easier than this room like you said this was the make it or break it room yeah. yeah yeah Because the next one, Dave and Dave go in there, they break the drywall at the bottom, and you see sand start pouring out, dirt pouring out, whatever. Devin was smart with this, too. And, you know, yeah, he fucking got in there and worked it out. He dug a tunnel. Mm -hmm. He dug a little tunnel through and just made enough space in the next dry, in the next wall for them to go through. And he even said, like, if this collapses on us, we're fucked because then we got to move all this sand out of here. But he like created this little fucking tunnel in there that they could just perfectly well, slide into the next room. They did get half of the they dirt got a moved lot out. out. Yeah. Like they because the other room was almost halfway filled up with dirt at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. But and then at that point they by the time they're in that dirt, bananas and Nani are giving up. Basically, they're saying, yeah. look, they, we, yeah. their point the they're past the point of no return. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to the cinder block part. I don't want to people to take for granted because last Saturday at work I moved uh, about three pallets of cinder block manually and it felt like it took as long as this season. It just <laughs> yes. felt like it took so, hours and hours terrible. and months and days. My question is so are are we not calling them quitters? No. No, no. Yeah, There's I don't no know. Chance. So oh, whoa, 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 hold on. We we called people that couldn't do a Sudoku puzzle quitters. Mm-hmm. We didn't because of snow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll go back. No, no, we we the people that quit the Sudoku, Sudoku because they didn't know how su- to do a Sudoku and were not going to learn in that moment. That's not quitting. They knew there was okay. no shot to kick it over and restarting. Here's my okay. response to that: is that they actually did not quit. They did not look at TJ and say we quit. They looked at each other and said, "We're not going to keep trying to solve this because we're past the point of ever catching up." Because at that point, they were already over an hour and a half behind. And they were getting, at that point, Tori and Devin were getting into the chains. That probably took another hour. So you're not making that up. You you can make up an hour and a half, two hours in at hour 70 or hour yeah. 50. You're not making that up at hour six. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, I'm actually glad you brought this up because this was actually the other poll result that I wanted to talk about from the IG polls Sorry. that I put out. <laughs> No, I'm like I said, I'm glad you brought it up because I would have forgot about it. I screenshot it earlier and I totally spaced it. Um, but I asked everybody, did you agree with Banani deciding to not continue to the horn? Because, you know, that seemed to be the big complaint. You know, you're going to lose, but you should still continue to the horn just for whatever sportsmanship or whatever. So I don't fucking know. So yeah, they're not quite right. I'm so, pretty sure that sitting down is not doing anything anymore is considered quitting. <laughs> Walking and not running could be said the same thing in the final. And we watched uh, you're multiple teams. Yeah, you're, you're still, still moving, moving towards moving the end goal. Forward. Yeah. I, I just disagree. Like, because what Jay and Jenna did is quitting in Rivals or whatever fuck, Rivals 3. No, they looked at TJ and he goes, are you guys quitting? And they said, yes, we're quitting. Yeah. TJ never looked at Bananas and Nani and said, are you guys quitting? Well, look, is there a difference between quitting and conceding? You're conceding knowing you don't have a chance. But if it was a little bit earlier and you still have a chance, you try to fight. You try to restart. That's that's what the point I'm trying to get to. Quitting. So anyway, so this was actually the closest poll results I think we've ever probably had on our page. Um, I put up three options. First one was they made the right choice. Second one was it wasn't right, but I don't mind. And third was they quit and I hate it. 
34% say they made the right choice. 35% say it wasn't right, but I don't mind it. And 31% say they quit and I hate it. So like the fandom is super just split on how they view Banani not continuing to the horn just for the sake of, of not quitting, you know, in TJ's final. Um, and so I found that really interesting, just how split and how even everything kind of came I, out with that. I guess my question is, would it really make a difference to those people if they just showed Bananas and Nani moving one block back and forth? Is that what they wanted? Yeah, that's pretty much what they wanted. Yeah. That's two people that there's a lot of hate for both of them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So here's my thing. I don't think that it was right. I don't necessarily like I'm not like, oh, yeah, it was totally fine. I don't necessarily think it was right. I don't blame them in any way, shape or form, because I can't imagine how exhausted their bodies were at that point. Moving 200 cinder blocks multiple times, especially having to tear it down that whole front portion and rebuild the design and then rebuild the back to just find that you needed to tear the entire thing. Like, I just I couldn't imagine being in that situation. And I really would love to say that I would make the choice to continue going for those last 15 minutes while Tori and Devin finish getting through those chains. But if I'm being honest with myself, I can't 100% say that I would have done it. I don't blame them. I don't like the choice, but I don't blame them. So I don't know. Hopefully that makes sense. That's just kind of how I see it. It just kind of is what it is. So All right. So I'm going to do what I do best. Give it a sports analogy. You're watching the Super Bowl, and instead of it being a close game between the Chiefs and the Eagles, the Chiefs are beating the Eagles 72 to 10. Do you blame the Eagles for putting in their second string players? Do you say they're quitting no. at that point? Mm-mm. No, they're saving themselves from injury. They're still, putting in, they're still putting in an effort. They're still going. They're still playing the game. They're still finishing the game. Yeah. Tori and Devin were up three hours on them, and people are mad that they weren't giving 110%. They just they pulled their reserves, dude. That's, that's what fucking happened. And that's the thing. Like Corey said, Corey, you put it perfectly. There's a difference between conceding and quitting. They conceded. So what happens if the sand collapsed and it goes into the chains and they have to move that to get the chains out and they could have caught up? You just never know what's going to happen unless you go to the horn. Exactly. What if the refs didn't make that call in the Super Bowl? You know, we can't. What if this all day? What if the refs didn't make that call in the AFC Championship game and the Chiefs win against the Patriots and we go to the Super Bowl win? Oh, my God. I'll sidetrack. Thank you. I'm talking about the recent AFC Championship where if the refs call holding anyways continue well no and here's my thing is like we are basing this all off of a fucking edit none of us were there watching yeah. it so we don't know at what point bananas and nani said i can't do this anymore yeah. i'm conceding was it when they were moving sand or was it when they were moving the fucking chain from what we it don't looked know. like from what it looked like in the edit it was when they were already in the chain room is when nani said when banana said i'm not tearing this down and nani was like well they're practically done and it flashed over to them and they were already in the chain room so it, they're not yeah. catching like up, i huh? just i i can't blame them i don't like it because it, just because it's tj's fucking final but I can't blame them. How many finals has Nani done? I don't fucking well, know. I was asking Statue Info, no. not you. Three, four? 13. No, no. 13, yeah. 13, 13 seasons. No, 13. Finals. 13 seasons since the last finals. I was like, finals, she ain't been I in no 13. Um, I, I think she's But done. I was going to say, that's what I was going to say, is like, I'm a Nani, I'm not a Nani supporter, I'm not a full-on Nani hater, but Nani doesn't quit. She'll keep going. 
she'll keep on going, but so she's been to four. Let him, yeah. He, he, I'm sorry, did I? I was I, like, I'm sorry, let I him finish no, no, the no. sentence. No, you I, thought, I thought he said, I'm just saying, she, she, yeah, she doesn't quit. Like, she, that's the one thing about Nani, she doesn't quit, she keeps on going, but it's just like at some point, throwing the towel, like, <laughs> isn't throwing in the towel another way of saying quitting? Well, no, not, yeah, I mean, it's conceding. <laughs> How many finals has she been to recently? She's been to the last last three. three. She's been to the last three. She's been to free agents, so that's four total. This is Banana's 10th final, and he's won seven. So they've got 14 finals together with seven victories. If anyone's going to get a pass in conceding in the last hour of an 100-hour fucking final from TJ, it's going to be Bananas and Nani. Like, the like to me... Why like, does favoritism come into play? When you spend 20 years with doing the same show with somebody. You that's when favoritism... Yeah, you know, like, TJ wasn't out there like, all right, you know fucking quit hope to see you never he's not going to say that to bananas and nani for example example on x's ct and dm had a pretty big lead bananas and camilla were behind Mm -hmm. and he just kept on trucking kept on and he passed them up so i'm just saying like there's a time you know when you could keep on fighting there's a time when you know they're just you're just gonna keep on getting beat ain't ain't so you should just quit yeah, but uh, Banana's been to 10 finals and won seven. Damn, that man really is like Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm with Karina on this. Like, I don't like it. It bothers me. Um, I don't necessarily blame them, but Banana's talks a pretty good big game for them doing that. Yeah. I can't say that the other two teams wouldn't have done that, but I also don't think that either of the other teams would have put themselves in that situation. But we're also talking about I'm sorry, Karina. No, no, go ahead. We're also talking about they're three hours behind and have to do at least two more hours of work. We're not talking about like Devin running down a hill and putting in a code. Yeah. Like it's there. There was, you know, it's to me, it's just like finish what you started then. Like do it until the horn blows. It's not a foot race or the sparklers go off in this case. It's inconsequential what they did. It doesn't yeah. matter because it doesn't change the outcome of what the what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. No, but it changes gotcha. the perception of how they finished the final. They finished the final sitting beside a puzzle they didn't want to finish. So he's got fucking seven examples of winning. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and this one he quit. He conceded. Okay, Whatever. anyway, moving on because we're clearly not going to agree on this topic. But I love the fact that it's Rick and Tony this time. I know, but right? I, I just um, love that I made a. Po- I just love that I made a point that Rick just latched onto and just yeah. hopped on it. it like we were rocking with this all day. Yeah, <laughs> we can debate this again tomorrow. I don't know with Jack, but yeah. Anyway, but while we're on this subject, I just wanted to take a moment and give Bananas some props because even though I don't like the decision that was made in that moment. We saw a very real moment yeah, from Bananas, yeah. and it was very touching. Uh, Bananas has never gotten me emotional before in my life, but I may have shed a tear or two while he was given his confessional about feeling guilty that he could not get, that he could not take Nani to this win, and that he fucked up this puzzle and put them in a bad situation. And 
it was nice to hear him. Like, I don't necessarily think it was his fault or her fault or anything. They were a team. They made their decisions and had no strategy together at the same time. But it seemed like he was taking responsibility for the mistake. And that just felt very not bananas. <laughs> like, that's not characteristic. Like, that's just it. It didn't yeah. feel, you know, it just but it felt very genuine. And you could see that. I know I said at the beginning of the season, I was like, these two are not fucking ride or dies. I definitely think that I don't know if they were as close as they wanted to portray when they first started this season. But again, very similar to Jordan and Anissa. I think that they are even closer now. I think that their relationship is different, like you said, because of all the crap that they had to go through. But I just I don't know. I don't necessarily know that their relationship was affected negatively because this is always how Bananas and Nani have been with each other, like the bickering and all of that. And, you know, their their friendship has stood the test of time. So, like, I, I don't know. I just I wanted to give Bananas a little bit of credit for this because I know I just kind of like ripped into them a little bit for not finishing to the horn. But this was a very touching moment and it was very nice to hear him say those things about Nani. I just really like the part where uh, Nani said it wasn't her season and Banana said, no, it was. It just wasn't her night because I'm not saying at all Tori and Devin didn't deserve it because they did, but it just felt like the storyline felt like Bananas and Nani. Like it felt like it was their season. It felt like Nani was well, finally going to get that win. They gave him the winners at it for sure. But the production played pissed. Production played us this season for sure. Yeah, and they, I think they did it on purpose because they knew the majority of the fan base would be one pulling for Nani because she's partnered with bananas and two, you know, they would expect bananas to win something like this. And just that fairy tale moment of bananas carrying Nani to her first win. And, you know, so they definitely got the winners at it. Yeah, but is there another thing like you kind of what you're saying? It's like, Bananas didn't discredit their whole season or everything else Nani had yeah. done in that moment. He gave her credit for everything they'd done, the point they got to, and it just wasn't their night. They lost. And that's just not normal bananas, I guess. You just don't expect that from him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I said to somebody I was talking to on Instagram, I was like, like, bananas, you're supposed to be an asshole. Like, you're not <laughs> supposed to come on here being all like, you know, nice and genuine and making me get emotional and shit. Like, what the fuck is this? It was, <laughs> like, it was more Johnny and less bananas. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Which has been a recurring theme this season, which has been a welcome adjustment. Yeah. I have two things. Both are Sarah, my Sarah related. One, she's pissed <laughs> the whole final because bananas and Nani were getting the winners at it. And she was just like not having it because much like the entirety of the podcast, we were rooting for Dave and Dave. So then it happens. And just so happens that I actually knew the outcome. So I just didn't say anything. I yeah. just sort of continued on the conversation. <laughs> and then at the end of it all, when Tori and Devin won, she looks at me and she's like, well, it's clear that your acting degree paid off because <laughs> You were giving me absolutely nothing. And as soon as they started to really push that edit hard, you completely shut down. So <laughs> I absolutely thought the bananas and Nani were winning. That's funny. So point for me. But also, we got, there's two parts to this. I like I agree with Karina. It's really nice to see that moment with bananas and to see like it's one of those moments that does go beyond the show. 
um, where it's a real moment, like Josh said, much more Johnny than bananas. But when he said, I feel like I played a part in losing for somebody else that deserved it so much, I started to cut my hands around my mouth to say, what about Sarah Rice? And then (laughs) as I went like that, my Sarah goes, what about Sarah Rice? And I was like, I've trained you well. See, here's so here's my thing. And I've seen this. I've I've actually seen this argument online and not that I'm like defending bananas in any way, shape or form, because y'all know exactly how I feel about that Rivals 3 final, all the BS that was happening behind the scenes and just all of that. But at the same time, I think that the edit and the show and all of that was trying to portray a much closer friendship of bananas and Sarah than what was actually true. And I feel like bananas, obviously he's grown and he's a little bit older now, um, you know, so that could have a change. But I feel like he's closer to Nani than he was to Sarah. Now, that being said, I still question if like Nani and Sarah were in different roles and it was Nani he was paired with and he got to choose whether or not to share money with her. I still question whether or not he would fucking share it like yeah. But I still think that his and Nani's relationship is, is much stronger than his and Sarah's relationship. So I feel like that's, you know, like he didn't give a shit about Sarah. And in his mind, in Johnny's mind, he did help her get the win. She is a winner and a champion. She just didn't get any money from it, you know? So like, and that's how he looks at it. And he said it multiple times. So I don't know. Here's my thing. It's shady though. Here's my thing is yeah. if let's say him and Nani's win that final back then. Yes. Johnny still, still, still takes the money. Yes. If, if he but has I that opportunity today. today, no, I don't think he does it Yeah, because of his relationship with Nani at the end of the season, knowing her mom, Pat, yeah. like all oh, of that, the, yeah. the whole nine. Yeah. And so the fact and, that he's been talking about him taking her to the final, like him helping her get the final win. Exactly. How shitty would it have been though? Like if that had happened and then like they get there and he has to make the choice and he's like, I got you your win, but I didn't promise you any money. TJ, I'm keeping I'm it. The like, <laughs> dude, I could see him doing some shit like that. I I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't I mean to interrupt. It would honestly. be such great TV. Like, <laughs> But what I'm going to say is, to me, this is Johnny's best season he's ever done. Back. Even without yeah, winning yeah. it, it is by far his best season as far as showing us Johnny. Yes. Not bananas. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is, you know, and once again, moments that are bigger than this game. And I think that a lot of the yelling at Nani, a lot of the pushing her hard was a self-imposed pressure that he felt that he had to get her that win. Yes. It was, yeah, it was like a less polished version of Jordan and Anissa where he just like and I, I agree with you, like he in his mind, he needed to get the win because he had promised Nani that win. I feel like Jordan, it was more on the lines of he didn't want a bad showing in the final because of legacy thing, Uh, because he he takes that really into account where I think bananas kind of knows his legacy is pretty much cemented, like no matter what happened this season and the fact that he got within four hours of winning a final with a, a woman that most people think is yeah. you can't win a final with. And that, and that's the thing, you know, kind of like going back to, you know, like I don't want to say I, I, I don't think in any way, shape or form that these challengers, especially people like Jordan or anything like play for the fans or anything like that. But the amount of pressure that's put knowing that like 
if he was able to take Anissa and get her her first win, how legendary he would be yeah. in the eyes of the fans. Like that alone is pressure enough on somebody like like Jordan because he's so competitive and he has so much pride. And like you said, he's got that, you know, that Michael Jordan mentality where he he thinks about the fact that this may be the one and only time that somebody sees me or this may be my last opportunity to show out. So I'm going to put it all out there and I'm going to make sure they see the best fucking version of me that they possibly can, you know? So I also think with Jordan, I just think it's like the way you are motivated is not how everyone else is motivated. Guys are motivated differently from girls. Like guys are just used to like, Hey, suck it up right now and just do what you got to do. And it's just like Anissa, I feel like actually Anissa responded better than I thought she would. But it's just like, I don't think that's his fault. I think he was just trying to motivate. And if it came off as rude and arrogant, like, I just don't think he meant it. I just think he wanted the best out of her and he wanted to win. And I just, I don't think it's a knock on him for anything that, except for the puzzle where he's like, no, go run and look back. He was absolutely right. Uh, he had some really bad moments in there, dude. Yeah, so I, I just, yeah. it's just like how you like it's like you know how whenever you're raised, as you get older, you're like, oh, I never realized that was weird until no, someone dude. pointed it out. I feel like he took some low blows. He took a lot. He, of low he blows. took some low blows. Like, oh, no wonder it's been 13 years. Like, bro, you didn't need to say that when she's sitting on a fucking stretcher getting her ankle wrapped. You yeah. are, you're not That's motivating so shit. No, he was 100 percent a dick. Perfect. Yeah, that sucked the air out of every single room where the TV was on the challenge. <laughs> yeah, man, that was I, nuts. I mean, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from my fandom of Jordan either. I, no. I understand that's no. part of the the kid in the caboodle with Jordan. You know what I mean? Speaking of money, well, here Speaking before of being we, good people, we haven't even said this. So they get through the chains, <laughs> they undo it, and they fucking pull down the levers. Devin and fucking Tori, Dave and Dave are your Win. champs. Yeah, your season thirty-eight champs. Beaver tail. Look, that's because Fessy, that elimination oh, was right. Yeah, stop. yeah. Oh, Fessy it's only because won. Fessy was too big for his britches. Yeah. But Devin. don't forget that that Devin would never ever win a final before Fessy. Never, yeah, never, never. never. <laughs> um, so Devin and Tori win uh, the million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars each. And when they're talking about the money being won, they make a very uh, giving yeah. Devin gesture. just like cuts TJ off, like I did yeah. just did to Rick there, and he's just like. <laughs> He starts talking about, you know, what CT, it was CT and Casey had done the previous season where they gave each of the people and, you know, that was at the end there, $50,000 each. And this is, and so they wanted to continue that tradition, ensuring that everybody By in the final. Less. No, but here, listen, <laughs> this is the thing though. There's more people. There's more people that they're paying. But well, I thought the same thing. So really, sorry, there was a delay on the hive mind. <laughs> Tori and Devin really gave up more money they than did. CT they and did. Casey gave yes. up last year. It just doesn't sound that way, but. In honor of it being the 38th season, they decided to give all the finalists 38,000. So Horacio and Olivia each get bananas and Nani, Jordan and Nisa. Everybody gets 38K. You get 38K. You get 38K. Devin with the Oprah thing. Like, that was so great. <laughs> so, question Do you think Devin gave bananas 38K or do you think Tori gave bananas 38K? Tori. Tori did. I came out of. Yeah, they came yeah, out of <laughs> Yeah, Devin wasn't. Nah. Devin paid Jordan. 
Tory Kate bananas. Well, Devin even said in his interview that he had asked TJ if he could give bananas 38,000 to Sarah, and <laughs> TJ said no. <laughs> <laughs> would have been so great i would have loved to see that like they should have aired that if that yeah, actually I, happened i don't know I, I think Devin's the type of guy that he would have happily gave bananas 38k if it helped everybody else and I did start too. Tradition. Yeah. Yeah. even though i hope it's not a tradition and production takes care of the winners for a second yeah. third yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be on the winners. Yeah, to for sure. Give place for the other people, but yeah. it, it really shouldn't. However, I do want to point out that even doing it this way, the winner, the first place winners, are still going home with more than they yeah. would have been when the challenge was doling out first, second, and third place prizes by themselves. Yeah, so, but they won't get a Zune. Yeah, that's or true too. A new Xbox, you know, like Side I don't know, losing out here. So, this is a really inconsequential part of the, the final, but I feel that it's worth noting because I noticed it the first time because it surprised me. And then on the second viewing, it also surprised me. Did anybody else think that there was actually a plexiglass like wall in the last section? I did. And then, and then they, they just walked the through it. And they walked through. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, why didn't they just walk around? They didn't have to do all that shit. They could have just I got here first. Done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I forgot again. And then he walked through it again the second time when I was taking notes. And I was, again, equally surprised yeah. that there was not plexiglass there. Yeah, I was shocked too. Fucking Tony had a Leo moment pointing at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say, though. That, you know, obvi- and we were kind of talking about this earlier with like the finals that, you know, and end up like on the top of a mountain and like all this stuff. I thought it was really cool, like the way that they did it with like all the lights and like yeah. the smoke and like all of this and just all the colors and just it was a really cool looking end to a final, especially Agreed. for two best friends. So like if oh. it's not going to be like on the peak of a mountain where like the scenery is just like the most badass shit you've ever seen in your life. I, I liked, you know, I liked that it was this. I cried both times. <laughs> oh, man, I fucking bawled my eyes out this whole part. Like Jordan running up and hugging Tori and then in his confessional talking about how he still loves her. Talking about what an amazing partnership her and how, Devin have. Like how happy how he proud is. he is and how yeah. how the his best moment of the season was being able to be here and watch Tori get her hand raised as a champion. Like what? I'm getting all emotional again like that. I heard it. And think about it, like how cool that is for Tori is she got a win with her best friend while her other best friends watching. Yes. And her, you know, her ex fiance too, which there's some stuff there, but she still loves him. It's very, still very important in her life. You know, like just such a cool win for Tori. Now we can really start having the debates. Plus, Olivia was there, which Tori's super close to her. You know, like, it's just, ah, it was just so fun. Guys, let's start wrapping this up because much like 84 years to get to this point. I know. Let's not do a three-hour recap on it. We're already going on it. (laughs) So. Um, I, I feel like it's an obvious uh, an obvious choice for all of us as MVP for the season as being the winners, Tori, Tori and Devin. Devin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who would it be if it wasn't Tori and Devin? Tori and Devin. No, I'm saying like, who would your runner up be? Like who? who Arasio who? and Olivia. Arasio and Olivia. Yeah, yeah. mine yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And Anissa. I, I didn't like some stuff from Anissa this season, but then the finale, like the final 
brought all of that back that I had lost throughout the season. Whereas with Nani, I didn't like nothing really happened in the season one way or the other. But then throughout the final, I kind of got like a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like with Anissa and I hate to say it this way, but I mean, we've we've already made it very clear that this is our opinion. But I feel like when there's somebody in the house that Anissa like seriously feels threatened by, whether it's physically or, you know, um, attractive wise or whatever it is, she acts different. Because even if you go back to Dirty 30 before when her and Tori were not friends, it was the same shit. So I think when she has somebody in the house that she's intimidated by in like a real way, not just like, oh, you can run faster than me, but like in an actual real way. She 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 gets a little little different because if you notice, as soon as Bamber left, Anissa chilled the fuck out. She wasn't, you know, talking all that shit and all of that. And really, all of that was focused so much around Bamber that it's like, you know, it just is what it is. I don't want to get into all of that. But yeah, definitely shouts to her. But my my runners up would definitely be Erasio and Olivia. Rookies of the year, like rookies of the last couple years, in my opinion, just absolutely murdered it. And I can't wait to see them back for more. Okay, next question. Of the rookies we had this season, outside of Olivia and Arasio, because it's a shoe-in that we all want them back. Yeah. What are the other rookies you want to see back? Johnny. Chauncey. Johnny Middlebrooks. Okay, Johnny Middlebrooks, Chauncey. What do you got, Josh? Um, uh, Nerese. I was going to say Nerese. Yeah. Um, Nerese. And you already know I want Chauncey back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told him that himself. I want to see Jack want... come back. Yeah, I was going to say oh, Jack. Yeah. Jack would be fun. Yeah. Definitely want to see Norris back. This was another. It was another besides besides Raven. I was just gonna say this is another good season for rookies. But like we keep having good rookies and MTV's Not like even never besides see. Raven. Yeah, I was gonna say like, Raven I, did I good too. Yeah. Yeah. He did good too. Yeah. He just yeah. Yeah. Her her not with not with the boyfriend drama shit though. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Her storyline wasn't good this season. No, yeah. but I don't care no. about that. She came yeah. in. She came in latched onto Johnny. And that was her bad. But I think that competition, competitive wise, like she stacked up for the most part. If she could just get her shoes to stay on her fucking feet, like yeah. she, she would have been all right. You know, I so no Col- sh- yeah, Colleen and Kim, too. I'm cool with the scene. Them yeah, back. I'd see the Targaryens oh, yeah. again, especially yeah. if I don't have to wait till fucking House of the Dragon season two. Yeah. 2024. Man, that's a long time. Colleen is now going to be on The Bachelor. Well, I'm sure she there's another. Sure, there's another blonde woman of- in Germany that they could bring on. Wait, with him. she's interested in another man besides Fessy? <laughs> no, I can't think shocking. of any other uh, any other rookies. Honestly, I mean, once you have Fessy, you move on. I don't think that this show is right for Tommy per se. Yeah, um, same, okay. but Annalise, I, I, I actually, I would love. Yeah, I was just about to say, I would love to see Annalise come back and be partnered with somebody who is a little more suited to her athletic abilities. And see what she can really do in this game. But, yeah, MTV gives us great rookies almost every season, and then they're like, "Oh, you like them? Yeah, you'll never see them again." It's like they're female champs. I'm willing yeah. to bet that that we'll Tori's with, not an alternate. We'll next end season. up with Tamara <laughs> back. But we'll Dude, probably never, that are we going to oh see Kells? God. Kells or Ed? Kells was supposed to be on this season, but Priscilla dropped. Yeah. Uh, no. Theo and Georgia were too. Theo and Georgia were supposed to be on, but they. But Theo's the on on the global one coming yeah. out on March eighth, so I'm pretty stoked for that. That's going to be wasn't sick. Devin, an alternate on that. Yeah, yeah. the fucking reigning male champ so was an alternate for global. Switched it up. They Jenny West fucking it was, it was Devin. To make up, it was to make up for 
TJ not laughing at Tori's girl fart. Then McDevin an alternate. I really think they did this because Wes and Bananas and Jordan are already in this season yeah. and adding Devin yeah. would have just been too much. Yeah. You know, it would have <laughs> just been for everyone on every level. Yeah, it would have been. It's like getting, you know, like production probably couldn't handle all that. They're like, nah, like bro. Iron Man <laughs> and Robert Downey is a lot of quips. Star Lord with uh, Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy is mm-hmm. a lot of fucking quips. Chris Hemsworth and Thor is a lot of fucking quips. And then you put, you put them, them all together. together. It's too many fucking it's too quips. <laughs> it's just too much is going on right there. Yeah. But just real, real quick, very off subject. I just got to tell you this very brief story. So a few days ago on Valentine's Day, right? My coworker was like, hey, there's this little thing I have that uh, it's a background check. It could tell you your whole life story. And I said, oh, OK, well, do me. And so he types my name in. And he's like, oh, here's phone numbers associated with you. And I said, oh, well, that's my cell phone. That's my home phone. And I said, that other number I recognize, but I can't place it. He said, well, just call it. So I called it. Nobody answered. And then he gets to the page with associates. And he says, Ashlyn Gill, Daphne Gill. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to. that was my ex-girlfriend and her mom. And I said, bro, that was my ex-girlfriend's phone number. You just made me call him Valentine's Day. That's, who, that's, that's what that number up. was. was that's like, fucking great. That's fucked yeah. up. She never come back, thank God. Okay, so I'll tell this story just because it's fun, and then we'll wrap this up. And it'll be a very quick story. So one day, I'm sitting in the garage. Karina goes and does something with my car. I think she went to go get food or something. Anyway, she comes back, and she comes in to the garage, and she fucking puts this piece of paper on the ground, and she's like, who the fuck is, I forget the person's name. Who Samantha. The, who the fuck is Samantha? And there's this. It was like a little piece of paper with Samantha and a phone number written on it yeah. that I had found in his car. And she's like, who the fuck is Samantha? I was like, what the fuck do you mean? I looked down. I was like, I don't know no fucking Samantha. I didn't talk to anyone named Samantha. And she's like, oh yeah, okay, fuck I you. was fucking livid. Yeah. I, I was so fucking was livid. So like, livid. And I'm sitting oh, there. I was ready. I was spitting fire. I was and, so mad. And I'm sitting there like, dude, I didn't get a fucking number. I'm like, like, yeah, sure you know. didn't. And I'm thinking through my head like where I've been the last couple of days. I'm like, like girls dude. listening, you know exactly what I'm talking Oh, sure you fucking didn't. Yeah, sure I'm, you didn't get a fucking number. I'm like rattling through what could have happened. I'm like, did the girl at McDonald's like put it underneath he liter- my cup No, he literally said he's like maybe somebody just like slipped it in my window or something like he's giving me like all these crazy that like a (laughs) cheater would come up with right the stupidest and so i'm just like you piece of shit i was pissed (sighs) and so i fucking text the number i'm like i I need to know who the fuck this is so i text it go back and forth come to find out it's my fucking oldest son's best friend's mom it was my son's my son's best friend's mom and i had gotten her number (laughs) a few weeks earlier so that I could take them all out for my son's birthday. And I forgot <laughs> that I had gotten her number on a piece of paper and left it in Rick's car. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's how, hey, that's how it was for mine. I, call, I called my wife and I, I said, hey, baby, what you doing? And she's like, nothing. What you doing? I said, I'll leave work. I said, hey, I just called Ashlyn on Valentine's Day. She said, why? I said, hang on. There's a story. I promise you there's a story. But I ended up calling her and she didn't answer. <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious so, there you guys go funny so um hey next week um i know some of the team w- was thinking about us taking it off ain't gonna happen because yeah. we get one week for Ooh. a discussion post and i've already got an idea for it i was gonna say you already you already proposed an idea last week and i have gotten a shit ton of messages of people who Goats. want us to do it Goat. no mount Ru- rushmore mount rushmore 
All right, we'll do the Mount Rushmore. We'll do the debate. I think it's a fair topic. Be prepared to debate your list, and then maybe we can come up with a for unified... men for women, or what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, of course. So yeah. um, that's well, I didn't on. know because we had talked about doing one episode for men, one episode we for women. Right so time. You know, because the following week, one week. Doing, yeah, the following week we're doing global preview with with Malik oh, from LWC. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, next week we'll debate the the Mount Rushmore. And hopefully we can dwindle it down to come up with a unified Mount Rushmore for the Challenge Fandom podcast. Yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna leave Cora off that bitch. <laughs> We're gonna have a good debate. We're gonna have a debate for sure. I have one final thing to say about season thirty-eight final. Sure. Anybody else notice that they actually spoiled the winner last week in the next time on? Mm, I message Karina about it. She, so the voiceover was TJ saying, you are now challenge champions. So there's a challenge champion on each of the other teams and then Tori and Devin. I, I see. And I, di- I talked to Rick about this and I, I disagree because I listened to that part that next on and I heard TJ say, you are now a challenge champion. So like, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's I don't know. So I, one, one thing is. The challenge can pull audio from at any point. TJ has said something yeah, and plug it true. in for an episode. We've heard John A say it. So it's hard for from me to seasons past. It's hard for me to say, oh, yeah, no, he for sure spoiled it. But with that being said, because he doesn't even say that to well, them when no, they like, win. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, he does. And, actually, he says you're now challenge champions. Well, and here's my my other thing. Like they kind of spoiled it themselves when they put out the poster for global with Tori on the fucking front cover. So you're like, oh, she obviously won. Otherwise, why would she be on global uh, championship with all these other people that have won? Well, I mean, like I kept telling people, to be fair. You know, lots of people on the cast are, were not champions and, you know, so whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm fucking stoked. Wait, one one more thing. So I want to say um, I'm sorry to the Philadelphia Eagles and Mark Long and Tori. Really apologize that my team, Wes's team and Nehemiah and Cyrus's team, the Kansas City Chiefs won. Maybe next year. How many, how many points y'all score? More than Philadelphia. That's how you win. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Percent scores the most points at the end of the game. All right. Anyways, <laughs> we want to thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's been a long season. It's been a long season for us, but it's we've been enjoyed. A long night. It's been awesome. Yeah. Though. But we've enjoyed bringing it to you guys. We we hope you enjoyed listening. Um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you get a chance, please rate us five stars. Uh, if you don't, obviously we know you're a hater. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, keep your guys' eyes peeled. I know we say this every week, but we got some interviews coming out. We've got a very special one coming out here very, very soon. So keep your eyes peeled. But for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, the one, the only Corey, Raging Cajun Viator, the only other Tony <laughs> Stats and Info Lance. Once again, that's two people, not one person. And of course, Josh motherfucking Chambers. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in the Challenge Fan Podcast. Y'all be good to each other. Bye. See ya. Later. Bye.